Patriots of New Mexico, constitutionalists, those of you that believe in the Second Amendment and the, and the Bill of Rights, I'm your host, Becca Marie, and this is a special edition of Freedom Speak. I got a full host, uh, a full, full room of guests this evening, and uh, we're going to be talking about all the aspects of this recent illegal gun ban by Michelle Lujan Grisham. We got a lawyer in the uh, in the studio with us. We got Derek Scott. We got Jamie Frazier Page. We got Jamie or J- Jason Valencourt. Well, like a lot of number names I have to go through this evening. So, you know, I'm really really upset about this, and I've I've been on social media today, and I've been ranting over this. Now, let me tell you, New Mexico. This is something I've been talking about now for a few years. Remember back when uh, the uh, tiny tyrant uh, issued the uh, mask mandates and then the vax mandates and the the shutting down the businesses and, and basically destroying everybody's lives in the state of New Mexico? Remember that? Remember me coming on the radio and on social media and telling you, do not comply, because if you do, more tyranny will be coming. Because this little tyrant, communist dictator up in Santa Fe has been emboldened by all of your compliance and rolling over and giving in and basically being a bunch of cowards. I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to be nice this evening because I am mad and this is your fault. And let me tell you something. When you voted this person back into office and we were all talking about, oh, if you thought the tyranny was bad before the election, guess, guess how bad it can be when she's a lame duck. This, this, this whole thing with this illegal gun ban and the trampling of our constitutional rights and the trampling of the rule of law is a test to see if you will once again cowardly roll over and do what you're told. So you know the only thing I can say to that? is you need to say no. I can tell you what. Have I stopped carrying? I've got a concealed carry permit. No, I have not stopped carrying. And I'm in Bernalillo County. Come arrest me. Come arrest me. I would love to take you to court over this. And you know, I have a a lot of people I know in this city that feel the same way. I got a lot of them in the room with me here right now. And, you know, you can just go screw yourself, MLG, because we're not, we don't care. You don't have the authority to do this. You don't make laws. You're just the governor. The legislature makes laws. And for you to say that you believe that your oath of office and the Constitution is something that is, what was the word that they used? Um, what was it, Derek? What was it? Yeah, I, hold on. Hold on. I, let me put you in there. There we go. 
Yeah, she used that it was, te- well, temporary, I think, or was it? No, 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 was, no. She said, it's the same thing Joe Biden same said. Same thing Joe Biden said, yeah. It'll, I'll tell you what. Why don't we start the show? I've got a recording of the statement she made, okay? And then you guys can hear it from the horse's mouth. I Don't, don't take my word for it, okay? So here, I'm going to play it right now so you can hear it. Here we go. Yes, all the examples you cited are crimes. Kids shooting at other kids, shooting from cars. So what's the value of the civil order? Why not just do better law enforcement? Both. The value of the order is, is that I'm, it gives me three things. One, it says it's a statewide issue and it's a message to everyone to start leveraging your resources and arresting people. Two, the jurisdictions come at this, including with the DOJ restrictions, differently without the leveraging and the additional resources, arresting, and where do they go? we got to make sure that everyone is bumping up their services. It's a message to the uh, Metropolitan Detention Center. It's a message to the HMOs. You better figure out treatment. We have been sort of stalled out to your point. This order basically says stop stalling out, and to your point, just arrest everyone. Well... I also have to have the ability, I can't arrest everyone. There are literally too many people to arrest. She would love to. She could. She she just made a statement that she wants to arrest. I can make the point that maybe they should be. And this is the point. I'm willing to do anything and everything within a shred of evidence-based effort. Not absolute. That's the word I was trying to think of. Listen to her say this. That on any street corner in too many cities in New Mexico, there is someone with a gun sticking out of their waist or their belt. And that makes you a criminal, obviously. And I'll tell you, if you're a, if you're a young person, you're not allowed to have a handgun. I got it. But we won't be able to arrest all of them. So imagine, just in, 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 a, in a perfect world, if this was upheld, it gives up, all of camps, these police maybe. officers the ability to focus on the real criminals. No, that's not Last follow-up. Yeah. You but a, your point is valid. You took an oath to the Constitution. Here we go. Isn't it unconstitutional to say you cannot exercise your, your carry license? With one exception, and that is if there's an emergency, and I've declared an emergency yeah. for a temporary amount of time, I can emergency invoke additional powers. No constitutional right, in my view, including my oath, including is intended to be absolute. There are restrictions on free speech. There are restrictions on my freedoms. In this emergency, this 11-year-old and all these parents who have lost all these children, they deserve my attention to have the debate about whether or not in an emergency we can create a safer environment. Okay, we've heard enough of that nonsense. Okay, so I made a few notes here. For, for starters, an emergency does not suspend the law or the Constitution. That was decided recently in the Supreme Court. You need to talk oh, into the mic. That was decided recently in the Supreme Absolute, Court but she with, doesn't care. Mass, with mandates. Exactly. She doesn't care. And, it, and her oath of office, her oath of office, absolutely, it, it applies all the time. It, it, it is absolute. Her oath of office is absolute. The Constitution is absolute. And the, and the law is absolute. And no emergency suspends any of that stuff. You know, 
And she's putting all this under a public health order. That's the new thing. Everything goes on a, under a public health order. And this is temporary, okay? But she can renew it. And you know she will. Just like she renewed the mask mandate over and over and over again. I can have, see Jason wants to say something. Let me put you on there, Jason. Go ahead. It's just a simple question. And haven't we seen this in history before? Dictators? <laughs> no, public health orders. Public health. And it's for well, that was safety. Nazi Germany. Nazi right. Germany. Yes, it, it's, an old, it's an old playbook. There's nothing new about it. Uh, let's see. I've already got people uh, on texting on social media. Got uh, Sir William Wallace here. Uh, it's not about the Second Amendment. It's about control. One armed person can control a hundred unarmed people. Absolutely. You know, they. You know, she even made the statement. I remember reading this that she made the statement that she doesn't. Uh, she doesn't expect criminals to stop carrying guns. Right. So, so the purpose of this is to disarm law-abiding citizens and turn them into criminals. At the same time. Completely. Yeah. 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 All right. So who else? Go, Go ahead. ahead, Jamie. You want to talk to Elizabeth? Well, it's it's just... Get, get close there, Elizabeth. Okay. okay. Um, it's it's just that she, you know, she does seem, seem to want... She, she doesn't have a problem with uh, law enforcement having guns and security she says licensed security people having guns whoever those people are and so she's not against people having guns when they serve her purposes right but but if if we but and she admits criminals won't cease to have guns so if you're in your home or you're out and someone is carjacking you or attacking you or you're walking down the street and uh at night and you're a lady alone and you uh can't carry your weapon with you and she says a criminal's not going to stop, so all it is is making more victims. So I expect crime's going to go up. It's not going to go down in this 30 days. Well, and on top of that, so you realize that she said to everybody and every criminal that just uh, shot up a child, okay, mm-hmm. so they haven't caught him. They're not, the investigation has stalled, and... Understand that no regular gun owner would spray and prey on into a car that is gang member violence, period. This is, and guess what? She keeps our borders open. She lets them come straight through. We have MS-13. We have 505. We have, I can name a whole bunch of them that are all tied into, uh, you know, uh, our what is called, well, you know, RICO that they're trying to go for Trump with. <laughs> yeah. These people are truly part of that conspiracy of RICO. You know, these are people that are gang and family members and friends and stuff that have gotten together and made a drug business, and they're funneling the fentanyl through here from China. They're funneling the illegals through here, right through I-25 and right through I-40, and she's getting money off it, folks. I guarantee it, you know, and... Remember, she's took $40 million and pocketed it. That's how she won that election. She had the most money. You know, that's really, I think, how she had won the election. Mm-hmm. Because she stole money from the emergency services of our, uh, what was it, COVID. And they're supposed to be supposedly investigating it, but that's stalled. But I would tell you, Senate and House, you guys have a path now to take care of this. She's already illegally taken money. You guys know it. You have found the evidence. You're investigating it. But now that's stalled. We'll get back in there, have a special session, 
and start investigating her. Get fine if you don't think you can get her this way, get her another way. You know. Well, you know, this is a continuation of that uh, public health emergency, which never ended apparently. That has never been stopped. I would think that the legislature could could put a stop to that. So where are they? Where is the legislature? Where is our legislature? You know, does even the Democrat Democrats in the legislature want a dictator running the state? Do they even want that? I, 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 I don't even understand this. And why aren't more people in this state uh, upset about this? I've been trying to drum up support on social media since yesterday on this putting out. It's like, who's going to be with me to say I will not comply? I'm proudly saying I will not comply. And I do not care if I have to go to jail for saying that. Arrest me. I, I dare you. Right. I, I would love to take this to a court case. Me. I mean, I'm going to sue you. Oh, Absolutely. You, you want to you want to talk, Jason? Yeah, no, I I I'm with you. I, I think that three hundred thousand of us need to show up in Santa Fe, and we need to be peacefully armed because it is our constitutional right, and we need to remind people that we're law-abiding citizens, and that three hundred thousand of us can show up armed, and that everybody can walk away safe and sound because that's what we believe in. We're not there to threaten anybody. We're there to show you that we were educated on the use and the protection and the safety. Safety of, of firearms our whole lives if you were born and raised here you know it's a part of who you are and i am flabbergasted that this woman continues to just ramrod you know what what shocks me more than anything you guys and i say this all the time is that she was born here you know and people who were born here don't this is just not how we think we don't this is not who we are. Got to be right in front of that. There. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. This is yeah. not who we are. So everything that she does, which is so, I don't know, Saul Alinsky, you know, driven or, you know, whatever it is that drives her. And I think that it at this point is is evil. I mean, I, I would look you in the eyes and say, I think that our governor is genuinely evil. I think that she worships evil. And I think that she has decided that it is time to put the, the people who have the exact opposite you know, faith um, in in whatever prison she can put us in. Well, she did say she would. She barely, but you saw she kind of held back that she would arrest us all if she could. So you have nobody doing anything. Is that what you want? Go ahead, then throw us all in camps. Just do it. Yeah, absolutely. Get it the uh, get it the f over with. You know what I yeah. mean. It's just like, stop pussyfooting around, because you're going to find out if, what happens when you do that. Yeah. And it's not a threat. It's no. just, you go into people's homes, and you've already killed people. The federal government has already gone into people's homes and killed people because they were asleep, barely awake. They were in their home. They, they didn't announce themselves. They just come in, and they shoot the guy right in the bed. This has been multiple times, and these are J6ers and or other issues or other things have been said on social media and stuff. The FBI and now the New Mexico police have become an arm of the FBI, and they're just going to ramrod everybody into jail. But see, they want to do it one at a time so that you can't save yourself, so that your support structure will not come in to play. You know, and so, you know, we'll be announcing it through this program, but... So there is a, a there is a protest that's going to be held 
at, and it's a peaceful protest. There is people going to be at, it's the Old Town Square, I believe, and it's going to be the afternoon to the evening um, tomorrow. And then Tuesday. Sunday. Yeah, yeah okay. Sunday. Mm-hmm. So, and then on Sunday, the, what is that, the 11th, right? Uh, that'd be no, the 10th. the 10th. Uh-huh, Sunday the correct. 10th. And that, I know Darren White is in on that. He had the, our prior sheriff of Bernalillo. He's extremely upset, and he's working with... Wow, that's surprising. Yeah, I know. Darren White's kind of a lefty, you know? Apparently, he's reached his limit. He reached his limit. Yeah. Yeah, and that's kind of what he said. Well, you know, that's kind of like what I said when we started the show. It's like, okay, maybe some of you people that had been kind of sitting on your hands and complying and rolling over, maybe you're going to suffer enough now that maybe you'll realize that we have a real problem here. And then maybe you might actually decide to finally join the fight. And then, go, yeah, go ahead, Elizabeth. And, and I just don't know what, like, you're talking, you're talking about the legislature and why, why they don't do anything, why they're, in, in, why they're not outraged that their governor, that the governor is acting in this manner. And I can't explain it. I don't know why they're, you know, other than maybe they're just thinking if they just lay low, then their constituents will keep reelecting them. I don't know. We, we should not reelect these people. No. And, and we're just reelecting them. And the second thing is, I'm sorry, but the FBI, APD, the sheriffs, the state police, they all know that the Crips and the Bloods are running guns through this town from Memphis to Phoenix to Las Vegas. And they're selling them here. And there's, guns are their big business. And I know who the agents are. They know that I know, and they know that they're doing it. They've killed one guy only whose name was Honest, of all things, who was a crip. <laughs> wow. And bless, rest his soul wherever he's at. Um, that, that, But they have not stopped the flow of guns or the flow of drugs into this city. The cartel, they know very well where the drugs are being run from the cartel is coming in from California. I know these things. I'm a criminal defense attorney. I, I find, I hear things. I know things. And we all we all hear these things, the, the, the scuttlebutt. And we know specific things. And if they think I'm saying this wrongly, then prove me wrong. Because I know and i've got evidence that y'all aren't doing your job you are letting these guns come into here and you're doing nothing about it you know it you know who's doing it you know the specific people that are doing it and you're doing nothing about it and i don't know why i don't know why the fbi and apd and the state police are doing nothing about these violent gangs who are terrorizing our city and they don't seem to care, let alone the homeless problem that we've got. The $750,000, my Lord, that could, that how many homeless people could that be taken care of? And getting people that have problems and that could be in, in violent altercations off of the streets and helping them to solve their problems. But no, we're going to put it into these jackbooted thugs that are going to come around and arrest law-abiding citizens. I, it, it just, it boggles the mind. Well, you know, Elizabeth, you brought up something that got me thinking. It's like, you know, I talk about the citizens of this state need to stop complying and they need to, they need to shout it from the rooftops. I will not comply. Just like I'm saying it right now. I will not 
comply. Put me in jail if you want to. But, you know, not only that, not only do the citizens need to be standing up, but every single sheriff in this state need to come out. They need to make a public statement saying this violates my oath of office. This is illegal, and I will not enforce this illegal order. They need to come out and say this. City councils need to come out. They need to say, nope, sorry. We're, we are a we are a, uh, a constitutional um, Second Amendment county or city or whatever. You know, they need to come. In. Everybody needs to come out. Yeah, and then this would be over. If nobody is willing to listen to this crazy little disgusting woman, then then she has no power. That's that's what it comes down to. Exactly. So um, that's why she did it on Friday. Yeah, so there's exactly. the first. So key she could point do a bunch here. of crap over the weekend before right. Monday, right? And maybe even maybe even um, go after people and maybe get them as a show trial. Do you get yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. So you know, I've seen some state patrol going by. Haven't seen anything yet, but I'll tell you, it does make me nervous a little bit. And I'm prior law enforcement. You know, I've been doing this for a long time. I know Jamie has too. We both know it. But it does make me a little nervous. Don't get me wrong. But at the same time, I'm, I'm, I'm right with you. I have the legal authority, technically, to still carry. Okay? Um, what I find interesting is what happens to all the people that have applied for their concealed carry recently? Are they just not going to send them to those people? What's going to happen there? She hasn't said anything about that. She just suspends it. Well, you've legally given them money. If they've taken the money, that's a service. Now, there's, uh, there's a contractual issue there, right? Because if you pass the background, you pass this, and you put in the money, and they took it, what happens there? See, you know, uh, some people, you know, we've been theorizing and talking, I know, amongst ourselves here and amongst each other. But there's one theory that kind of popped up that I didn't think of. Until my wife was like, you know, what do you bet she's running for president? And I thought about it and went, oh my gosh. Yeah, this would put her on the map for the left, wouldn't it? Right? So, because Jan, Jan, Biden is, Biden's gone and she's supposedly on the team, but th- there's this talk, right? So, Newsom, this happened right after Newsom said, I'm not going to run for president. Remember, Newsom was talking about the 20, this 28th Amendment, which would take yeah, away our yeah, gun yeah, rights. Yeah, yeah, this was his platform. Right, this was his platform, and then all of a sudden she takes it, and now she's running with it, and now she's forcing it down our throats so that she can make a demonstration of how amazing and powerful she is, and I'm an executive. She's running for president. I really, it's sad to say. You know, Occam's razor, right? We have to still kind of go to that Occam's razor idea of the simpler might be true. We can go into this whole conspiracy, and, and trust me, I have some conspiracies that also state that this is a kickoff to something bigger that could lead to factions fighting each other in this country, right? Um, or it could be very minor that it's just her with her knee-jerk reaction as always, and that she's whining and complaining because she didn't get her special session, right? I don't know if anybody knows she didn't get her special session. Well, that's why she, that. Well, that's why she's 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 doing this. It's like, well, darn it, I didn't get my way, so I'm just going to do it on my own, and. 
it, it's it's like what she's done all along. It's like, well, I don't care if I'm breaking the law. I don't care if I'm violating the Constitution. I'm just going to do it anyway. And then if you want to say something about it, then you'll have to sue me. You'll have to take me to court. That seems to be the norm nowadays with Washington. It seems to be the case with a lot of governors around the country. It's like they don't care about violating their oath of office. There are no consequences whatsoever. I've talked about that. There should be consequences. I... I I think we actually need to pass a new law in which a oath of office is is if you violate it, you are, there are serious consequences. There should be. So uh, federal law, there's two. Um, shoot, I'll have to pull it up. There is two laws that she did violate under federal code. Okay, lawful. It's a violation of lawful law, right? Of her oath that she's violating. Right. There is federal law, but we need a federal prosecutor to do it. Or a special prosecutor, but good luck. It's under Joe Biden. The DOJ's under Joe Biden. How are we going to get a special prosecutor or or just a regular federal prosecutor to come and prosecute the, the, whole the violation corrupt. of the fed? Right. There's Where's nobody. The justice system. Uh, okay. The criminals have right. completely okay. taken over uh, our country. Right. Okay. We have won in the recent past a lot more battles in federal court for our Second Amendment rights than we've lost. Bruin major thing. And using Bruin, a lot of the federal district courts have, among other things, told the ATF, hey, guys, you're part of the executive branch. You don't make law. Knock it the fuck off. Yeah, I agree. So it's not that corrupt a system. Is it corrupt on some levels? Yes. But not every single one wearing judicial robes is corrupt. A lot of them have ruled in our favor. The uh, District of Northern Texas has repeatedly, repeatedly struck down stuff that the ATF has done extra legally, just like the kind of stuff that this tiny little woman is doing extra legally. She cannot abrogate the state constitution because she feels like it. And she needs to be stopped. She can unless somebody does something about it. Well, all right. That's the that's the problem. And she's got almost all the lawyers in this state in her back pocket, Mm -hmm. because I remember during the height of the scamdemic that a lot of people could not get any legal defense because she her her office has retained almost all the major law firms in the state. Well, okay, there is already a lawsuit in train uh, being essentially paid for by the National Association of uh, gun rights and they have a plaintiff all set to go it will probably be filed in, in federal federal district court early this coming week um, and it is the first of many I've heard a lot of rumors uh, some of them I can't talk about because they're essentially they want to they bring them as a surprise sort of like she did with her little Friday surprise. Mm-hmm. Um, but a number of, of the gun rights groups are getting energized to it. Uh, NRA's Institute for Legislative Action has already put out the word that they're aware of it and they're going to take action. Second Amendment Foundation, likewise. Gun Owners of America, likewise. I've gotten emails from all of those groups letting people know that this is happening and asking for um, help. 
one of them was actually looking for people who would be willing to be a person of standing by getting arrested. Yeah, absolutely. That's why I said arrest me if you want to. So I, I'm waiting on a call back early this week, coming week, to uh, uh, find out if the Legal Defense Fund that I'm a member of will defend me in this. They will defend me in a red flag. They've already said that and they put it in writing. Uh, I'm a member of that same that same thing. Well, yeah. when I know, I will be putting it out on Gun Owners of Mexico so that everybody who is will know. There's another group that does similar, there's several groups that do similar stuff. And I know people who are members of them who are asking their groups if they will be defended. If I can have guaranteed criminal defense, because I can't afford it. I'm a retired guy. Yeah, I can't either. With a house. Um, if I can be defended, I'm retired. I don't have a job to go to. You want me to show up in court, you know, 9 o'clock, 2 You got the time. You know, hey, I'm not doing anything. I, You know, I'm reading. I can put the book down. You know, you know go ahead and arrest me, and I'll, I'll take three hots and a cot, and, and, well, and, you know, I'll just hang out for a while. And, you know, when you're, you're staring down the barrel of 79, which turns very quickly into 80, uh, life anywhere does not hold the same fear it did for me when I was 20. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, okay, put me in jail. That's fine. Um, my Social Security check will still go into the bank account my wife and I share. They can't take that away from us. And uh, I could get dental care. I could get medical care. There's some care. benefits to going to jail. Yeah. And, you know. <laughs> you know what Eisenhower said? <laughs> what, what, what Eisenhower said? Eisenhower, Eisenhower said, if you, uh, if you want to be safe, the, you know, go to prison. They, they'll feed you. They'll give you medical care. And they'll give you education. You said you just are missing one thing, so. Yeah, all right. Well, you know, safe is a relative thing. <laughs> yeah, um, security, I think, is what he said. Yeah, yeah it's, mm, there's you gangs, there's there's people that will know, might find out you're a cop, and, yeah. Well, you know, I, my attorney, are you listening? My attorney would, of course, request that I be put in ADSEG so that I would not be out in Gen Pop. Yeah, but... So I get, you know, I only get to go outside and see the sun and feel the breeze on my cheek for an hour a day. Big whoop. Well, the only worry I would have for you is in, in, in segregation, it's, it can get to you. You know what I mean? I've seen it tear long, down some as people. As long as I can keep getting books to read. Well, I'll make sure of that, Jamie. And like I said, if, you, if that's going to happen, I'll make sure to be around you every day with a camera. You know, I I am I am less afraid than I I might have been 40 50 years ago. Somebody like me got to be careful of us old people cuz we have a whole lot less to lose. And we've learned a lot of things in the time we've been upright on this planet. One of the things we've learned is I have sworn that oath to preserve, protect and defend the constitution twice. Once in army green and once in law enforcement blue. It is binding until my death. I take it seriously. And I am very disappointed when people don't because it is a sacred oath, sacred to whoever it is you consider your higher power. Mm -hmm. You don't break that kind of thing with impunity. 
the gods will be angry. She doesn't care. And I don't like to ascribe things to people like evil. I, I tend to either. agree. I oh, I'll, I will to her. I, I, tend to, I tend to agree with Jason. I really don't either. I, I don't say things like that. But if you, if you go to a certain place, you give up the right for people like us to not call you evil. You do evil things, then you're an evil person. I look, she's doing it. You know, Jamie, I look at it this way. I think she's evil, but at the same time, I'm praying for her. Yeah. Because, you, ev- you know, even Jesus took evil people, and they became disciples, and they became followers, and doing good things. So I, I pray for her. And, and if she changes her ways, and she finds God, and she decides to follow the right path, I will support her. I, I pray for New Mexicans. You know, I mean, it's just the way I was raised. Um, when Ben Lujan Jr. had a stroke, um, I, I didn't say negative things about him. I just prayed for my fellow New Mexican that he would recover and that uh, that he wasn't, uh, you know, too ill. Um, but ultimately, I, I don't like anything about him, and I oppose everything. With Michelle Lujan Grisham, I wouldn't have used the word evil if I now didn't think that her following the satanic church was about evil rather than maybe some interest. You know what I mean? I mean, you can have an interest in the satanic church and meet some really interesting people that are not necessarily evil. Um, But this woman... I've seen this behavior before, and it's in the eyes, it's in the speeches, it's in the totalitarian language, I, me, I, who the hell are you? You are a servant to us, and you will not speak to us this way. You are not in charge. It is we always in this state. Nothing is going to get done without all of us. And it is offensive to hear somebody look and, and speak so authoritarian. Well, and and I, w- I would say when you're talking about, you know, uh, are the U.S. attorneys and, and I think that we get discouraged here in New Mexico because there is so much corruption. I don't think we're going to get like I don't expect like help from these entities that should should they go arrest her should the sheriffs go arrest her should the sheriff of Bernalillo county go and arrest her yes that's what that's my feeling should the state police be kowtowing to her and doing her bidding no they should tell her no and they should abandon her in this crazy idea that she has yeah but they're not and i mean i i'm not anti-law enforcement i yeah i mean i mean the state police they work hard they have a they have a incredibly hard job so does apd so does the sheriffs you know you watch any of these videos where where law enforcement is walking up to a car in the middle of the night they don't know if they're going to make it home at night and some of them don't and it's like you they take their lives into their hands every traffic stop and um or every call, every domestic violence call that they go on, and it's it's um, it, it's not. They have a hard job, 
And but I cannot for the life of me figure out other than just plain corruption and money why the state police and the people the crony the the people that she is promoting she'll promote people like an hour before she wants something to go into effect i remember we were up there speaking at the legislature and all of a sudden she had this new state police guy coming up to speak on something and he'd just been promoted and i felt like how could you how could you you know and and he of course agreed with her with her so it's it's like when all the sheriffs didn't yeah at that time. yeah they all the sheriffs, all the right? sheriffs were against it 31 and out of 33 counties yeah, yeah. 31 yeah. out of 33 yeah. counties yeah and, and they need to say no it just say no you know nancy <clears throat> reagan just say no <laughs> just say no well you know what i think they should do and i'm calling on these sheriffs to do it and some of them know me you know, we've worked together many times at the legislature. I've worked with them on the outside. They, they know me. They know who I am. You have every right to take every word she said, bring it into a court, and file for an arrest warrant, just like they did to Donald Trump. Sorry, folks. Donald Trump, the door is open. They opened the Pandora's back. Donald it's Trump time. did nothing. So, right. I mean, she has gone so way Way overboard. beyond that. Yes. We have every right. So any of the counties can do this in the state. It doesn't mean that it has to be Santa Fe. Any of the counties can indict her. Go get a grand jury, indict her, and then take her into jail. That's all you got to do. It's not hard. We just saw them do it to Trump. So you can do it to her. She can fight. Don't get me wrong. She'll have a right to her innocence if she is proven guilty or innocent. But gosh darn it, put her through court. None of this, I'm going to go to federal court, even though we should still do that. Don't get me wrong. But, you know, gosh darn it, folks. Sheriffs, I know you're out there, and I hope you're listening. And, and the people that know those sheriffs, call them. I hope you're listening. Call them. Beg them to do it. Tell them, because the sheriff has the authority, the authority to go into that courtroom. They don't even have to get the DA. They can go straight to the judge and say, Your Honor, this is what's going on. I believe that we have the right. Here's all the words spoken out. Here's my report on for an indictment. I would like to grade a grand jury. He could just even do it. I mean, you can get the sheriff to just, he could get the warrant signed. Well, and, and do it like the Democrats do it. Do, go to a blood red county and get a get, get, that's get, what i'm saying get a blood that's red saying. judge blood red judge that's right dude play the same game we, we have them play in the here. same damn we have game them in the south doing. we can Rio do it Doso. yes we can do it so all of us and i'm asking the audience you guys we all have to it's gonna take us to do it we do not depend on some don't sit in your home Amen. and go hey um I, I oh that other guy I'll do it you know Derek will get it done no I don't do you know how oh my gosh how the work I've been doing for for what twenty almost twenty hours I barely slept I you know and like I told you I was shaking I my you know ugh and I've been texting and talking and oh my gosh dude this phone has drove me nuts but I'm doing it but I need help I need your help we need your help. You know, and we had just got done recording Freedom Speak uh, that was going to run on the radio today, yesterday morning. And after we finished the show, then suddenly I'm getting phone calls and I'm hearing about this. Like, otherwise it would have been on the radio today, too. It's yeah, like that's this, this happened after. That's what bummed me out. Yes, it did. So that's why we're doing this so that we can get it out there. 
You know, I know Amen. other other shows have been talking about it too, and thank you for doing that. Um, we all need to be talking about it. Timcast, I like what Timcast did. Um, I, I spread it around to you guys. Um, I don't know what you thought, but I, you know, he had an interesting idea about, you know, he thinks she just took the dynamite and threw it in. She's, you know, like she's acting like since the president ain't doing it, since other states aren't doing it, even Newsom, like he said, he stepped down right before she did this. He kind of, for some reason, stepped, probably because he's losing in court, but they he's stepping out and see he's dropping the whole thing. Probably because it's a really horrible platform. Yeah. Well, yeah, this is... It was his whole platform. This was a stunt, an idea, and if it either worked or it didn't, and it didn't, you know, plainly, um, his own state didn't even buy into this. Um, but if we don't stand up here in New Mexico, she will ramrod us. Well, what's going to happen is if we do not react very, very strongly to this extremely illegal act that she has done, then it'll be the next thing, and then it will ultimately lead to gun confiscation. I'm telling you, that is where this is going. If we do nothing, if, if, the, if the Republicans in this state do not grow a pair and do like what Derek was says, let's indict her. Let's indict her. Let's take her. Let's arrest her. Let's put her in jail. That should have happened a long time ago. It should have happened during the scandemic. She was breaking the law and the Constitution like crazy back then, and nobody did anything about it. Even other governors, even other governors said, whoa, uh, you know, they were talking about New Mexico, saying that she was going too far. Yeah. Um, you know, and fortunately, most of the people that had to deal with it did win in court. One of them only had to pay $100. You know, what was that? Uh, you were there, Becca. The ones that had to pay just a, he he dropped everything, but they owed a hundred dollars. Yeah, yeah. But they, you know, still, I mean, there's judges in our state that I think are definitely shaking their heads. But I also think they're going, how are we going to handle this? Because if they just start bringing person after person after person, they had a gun on them. You know, do you get what I'm saying? I know, I know. But yeah, I mean, I think this is kind of a forced gun registration. You start arresting people, you put them through the system, you drop the charges, it's but now you know what they have. Of civil rights. <laughs> yeah. Well, one but, case by one case by one case. But in a sense, it's sort of already they know if if you've got a concealed carry li- license, oh gee, they probably know you got a gun. So are they just going to start coming to your house or ransacking if they see they're going to stop your car if they see you have a concealed carry license with cuz they see that when they pull you up when they stop you for traffic violation are they just going to start running people's license plates and anybody that has concealed carry they're going to pull them over cuz we all make traffic violations all the time we go across the line or whatever it's very easy to find a reason to pull somebody over it is so and are they is that what's going to happen? Is that how she's going to utilize the state police? Is is that, that they're going to start pulling people over that have concealed carry licenses? And if you've got that, if you've got a concealed carry, got a gun in your car, you're getting arrested. Is that how she's going to do it? I mean, I don't know how she's going to go after us. Well, that's certainly that's certainly a viable way. Because she knows we have guns, and that's the same as a gun register. In a sense, it's the same as a gun registration because you're almost guaranteed you got a gun on you. 
Right. Well, you know, if you've got a concealed carry permit, they know, right? They know you have a gun. I'm it's regretting. Like they, could just, they could just be rounding us Elizabeth all up. Elizabeth is making me regret that I recertified. <laughs> well, you know, I got I got into the, I got into a discussion with Dale not too long ago about concealed carry permits. He got rather angry with me because it's his business. But I told him, I said, you know, concealed carry permit permits are unconstitutional. And it's like I'm all for gun safety. I'm all for gun training. I am not for government mandated training and permits and and you know stuff and stuff like that. No, concealed carry permits are unconstitutional. And in a way, you know, I'm I'm with you there, Derek. Getting a concealed carry permit basically, I registered registered myself as a gun owner. Told him you got a gun. Yeah, and right, now yeah, and, right. and now if you have a Liberty oh, safe, they can just come and and, and oh, get, they and got get the in your safe. Yeah. They can get in your safe now. Rights are not gifts from government. No, they're not, and they're not. No, privileges. the government is supposed to protect your rights. That's the it. government it's was formed to protect our rights. Yeah, but if you ask the average person, and I see this all the time on on Facebook, they think that the Second Amendment grants us a right. And none of the rights in the Bill of Rights were granted by government. Absolutely not. As a matter of fact, the Founding Fathers, were some of them were opposed to the Bill of Rights for that reason, because they thought it would be misconstrued as giving you rights. Well, I mean, let's face it. The average person, as like we were saying informally before the, we went on air, um, we're talking Walmartians here, people who you know, don't realize that uh, showing up in spandex when you you know 300 pounds is not bright they vote and they have opinions and they're the kinds of people that go along with a lot of this stuff and you're taught in school a whole lot of things that aren't true about how this country was founded and what the bill of rights is about and what the constitution is about and an awful lot of people couldn't pass the test you have to pass to become a citizen exactly you know, it's one of the things I, I liked about uh, uh, Vivek Ramaswamy in his interview with Colin Noir when he said, you know, I wouldn't mind seeing people have to pass the same test. <laughs> I wouldn't either in order to be allowed to vote. vote. I have mixed feelings about the whole Heinlein thing of, of uh, you don't get your franchise without service. On the other hand, considering the fact that I'm a veteran both of the military and law enforcement, I, I would vote, so it wouldn't affect me. But, you know, I'm not 100% sure I could pass the citizenship test. I probably could have when I was 20. We've, we've got one of our Rumble uh, watchers that's uh, asking me to remind everybody about the rally in Old Town tomorrow at noon. Yeah, that's what I was talking about yeah. earlier. Yeah, and I'll say that again. It's tomorrow at noon. There also is going to be another one at the Civic Plaza on Tuesday the 12th. So, you know, Tuesday the 12th, I think, is going to be a bigger one. Um, there's going to be a bit of photographer there. Okay, so we'll have cameras and stuff, you know, for evidence if you know, something happens. There's only thing, only one thing I want that I thought about when I was talking about these, when I was thinking about these massive rallies in which everybody is demonstrating their right to keep and bear arms is I hope we don't end up with a January 6th situation in which they implant people into the crowd to start violence. Should we be prepared? I, 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 how do we deal with that? You know, um, um, yeah, go ahead. I don't want to comment to it. You don't want to comment. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Well, okay, so there's ways to deal with that. 
That's all I can say. We have you to know? self-police our. We have to watch. There you go. How about now if you I, got it. How about so, if I comment to it? And, we, and I'll yeah, say no, go this. ahead. I'll say this: that if your objective is to go start trouble, and to for some reason pull your weapon out and use it that day, then you're absolutely there for the wrong reasons. Well, that's not what I'm talking about. No, I understand. Okay. I understand. No, it, she's okay. talking about an agent coming in. Like they did in, in D.C. where the FBI agents were implanted in the crowd and to incite violence. I completely 100% yes. understand. I'm actually reflecting on a moment where a, a, a person I knew was downtown when they were ripping down the Don Juan Oñate statue. He was one of the people trying to protect that statue. Stephen Baca? Correct. Yeah. And um, Stephen made bad choices. Okay. Yeah. He also, in my opinion, defended himself uh, um, appropriately. Yes. So uh, I... I, I I would say those things to anybody that is going to gather and assemble. We need to be smart about what we're doing. We need to be thinking about all of the things that we've seen over the last few years and how to avoid those pitfalls of agitation and people setting us up for a trap. Um, you know, if, if, if you're going there and you're extremely emotional, my recommendation would be maybe you don't carry but for those of us who can keep our emotions out of it, like Jamie, you know, I've known this guy for a long time. I didn't realize this was Jamie Fraser Page next to me, but I no. feel like a, <laughs> you just I, figured that out. Yeah, no, I know. But I <laughs> okay. mean, like, and I know Elizabeth Hans over there. I, I've known her forever, too. Um, so, you know, these are the, these are people that that we we know how to behave ourselves when we're in a you know a a crisis situation a a escalated situation a, a very emotional situation it's at those times that that we want to be on our best behavior and acting our smartest not acting our most libertarian acting our most constitutional acting our most yeah. all of those things well i think we should all show up unarmed and totally be silent you know the best way the best way to protest against these people is to surround them in silence, let them punch you, let them kick you, do it like there's somebody back in our past that showed us how to do it. And make sure there's plenty of people there live streaming right. the live entire streaming. event. Exactly. More than one person, exactly. a whole bunch of people Because if live they streaming. arrest you because of suspicion of maybe having a gun, do you see them getting mm -hmm. in? Then that's even worse for them. And, and, and especially Martin if somebody's Luther being King, arrested, you want to live stream that. Somebody who I studied... When I was younger, Martin Luther King, guess what he did? Passive, quiet, walking the street. They threw, I mean, they, you know, how much pressure comes out of a fire hose? You know, they sprayed yeah. it on him. It ripped flesh off. Ow. You know, they sent the dogs after him, but they kept going. Okay, there's movies on that, man. It's not hard to find this. Adele, is it Adele? I believe is one of the movies. And then there's, you know, other documentaries. But that's how he did it. He followed Gandhi's example of passive but aggressive, right? So you're passive, but you're aggressing towards right. the objective. You're asserting. you're asserting yourself that you will not give in. Go ahead. However, I, I do believe that, I mean, that's a, that's a good idea. However, I believe people are going to come armed. Mm -hmm. I don't believe we're going to. But I, I, to your point, are, I believe that she's a test. She's a test. And if she can get by with it, 
other governors are going to do it. Yep. Other yeah. other yep. tyrants in other yep. states are going to do it. Other other mayors are going to pull this stuff. Um, and so, do I think that we could have federal agents in there? Oh yeah, yeah. and I think we have to be I, alert I and aware for that. Yeah, we should we should be aware of it and looking for it and and really looking for who's in that crowd. So the advice I would give you is, and we learned a lesson from January sixth. But, but how to if stop If you have it, if you know. have these agents, it's not hard to to pick them out. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm they, sorry. they they stick out. They you stick know, out. If if these people are in the crowd and you spot them, tell others about them. And, right. and, and you immediately point them out point and ask them, out, them to leave. Po- ask them to and leave. And escort them out. That's right. And like I said, <laughs> silently surround them and push them back. Don't touch them. Mm-hmm. You right. just, by force of your body alone, yeah. just hands behind your back and push forward. And, you know, if you have somebody coming along and trying to uh, uh, coax you to do something uh, in any way that is aggressive, point them out. Do not do, do not, not go alone. Do not engage. Absolutely do not. Tell others and like like Dara said, surround them, push them out. Okay? When we were actively demonstrating, rallying, whatever you want to call it, state capitol a couple of years ago, talking to the uh, sergeant who had the command of the Santa Fe PD was real interesting because he said you know, you guys always behave like perfect ladies and gentlemen. We've never had a problem with any of you guys. Those other guys, and I'm assuming he meant moms demand action and uh, groups like that, are a whole different story. And, you know, we left the place cleaner than we found it because that's how we were all pretty much raised. Mm -hmm. And nobody ever made a threatening move towards anybody with a firearm. And yet, if we had 70 people, there were at least 70 guns. A lot of them open carried. Um, We heard the same thing from uh, the state police inside. They never had a problem with us. You know, Dale Perkins has known some of those guys for a long time. Dale's been up there involved in it since the 90s. And We've earned the respect of the people on the other side, by and large. However, Elizabeth talked about the the surprise appointment of this long-serving state police officer to be the chief. I sat in the back of the committee room while hearing was going on with him and the highest-ranking female state police officer, Vietnamese lady. And we had a really great cordial conversation. I'm ex-law enforcement. I told them what I did. They told me what they did. And when I found out like an hour later that this guy I've been having this nice cordial conversation with was now the chief of the New Mexico State Police, I went, well, um, I know who owns him. Guys like that who are appointed by by a politician, the state police chief, the chief of the city of Albuquerque, owe their jobs to whatever the winds of political change are. They serve at the pleasure of uh, the governor, the mayor, the board of supervisors, the, the city council, whatever. The only people in this state 
carrying badges and guns who don't are sheriffs. And as has been said, the majority, vast majority of the sheriffs, the last time she pulled stuff like this, signed on to a letter that basically said, we will not comply. That says something about the sheriffs in this state. And while I don't think that Shane Ferrari, who currently runs the New Mexico Sheriff's Association, is quite the firebrand that everybody's favorite Marine, Tony Mace, was, he agrees with Tony Mace's position on this and with our position on this. He's not going to enforce laws that he absolutely knows are unconstitutional, and neither are the vast majority of the sheriffs. What was that? Hamilton and Sierra won't either. He, 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 they did a Second Amendment sanctuary, uh, county sanctuary order um, the last time they tried to pull out red flag laws. And, you know, I, I just would tell you that that's another sheriff that would not mind telling the governor that she's out of line. Everything, every single sheriff needs to immediately come out and announce that they will not enforce this illegal order. She I, hasn't asked any of them to. I don't know if you saw the letters to these to these to the city police chief and the uh, and the uh, county sheriff. But sheriff sheriff said absolutely not. The letter from Medina, the Medina references the letter where she says that she's not asking them to enforce it. Hmm. Uh, yeah, but she's going to use the state police, as she right. she yes. openly well, said. Well, they're her right. private. They're her, they're her private. private Protection. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. she has, you know, what What kills Again, me doesn't is... doesn't this sound familiar? <laughs> what kills me is you yeah. can go up to Santa Fe and open carry, I guess, by this order, right? Yes. You, can go into, yes. you can go into Sandoval and open carry. You can go down to Ber- uh, Berlin and open carry. It, it only applies to Bernalillo because of the percentage of homicides per 100,000 we have. She set a threshold. <laughs> and if we, if we fall below that threshold, oh, we can we can imagine. Oh, thank you for giving my rights back. Right? Yeah. Thank you for giving me my rights threshold. back. Well, exactly. I, 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 this yeah. is how she sells it to people who do not understand that rights are not negotiable. You know, I'm wearing I'm wearing my shall not be infringed T-shirt today because I believe those words. You need are to get simple. closer to that mic there. I can't hear you. I believe those words are simple and understandable. I believe the words of the New Mexico State Constitution as it applies to firearms are simple and understandable. Obviously, this little woman doesn't understand them. And I I come back to one of my favorite quotes from Princess Bride, which is, you use that word. I do not think it means what you think it means. (laughs) And she does it. They do it all the time. They talk about compromise. That's a word they don't understand. To them, compromise is we give, they take, then they come back and take some more. Right. Until we haven't got anything left. Well, you know, like, like what I always say on my show every week, I say freedom and liberty are rights, not privileges. Right. And I'll, a lot of people do not understand that. I'll tell you, I'm thinking on going back to Colorado because compared to her, with the libertarian governor they have, who's protected that young man with the Gazden flag. Yeah. Right. I'm starting to think to go back to Colorado. I thought I thought Colorado was going to be bad with some of their gun laws, but now I'm starting to wonder, man, that's better than here. 
By the way, you guys, uh, the phone lines are open. If you want, I know a lot of people are watching. I see you on social media here watching. If 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 you want to call in and you want to, you know, voice your your thoughts on this, please do call in. You know, five zero five four 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 five zero five nine. I'll answer the phone right away and put you on with us. Can I make a plea to my fellow New Mexicans? Yes, please do. Okay, so a long time ago, a guy wrote a book, and it's called the Milagro Beanfield War. And if you haven't had a chance to read it i highly recommend reading it but if you're lazy like me like a lot of new mexicans <laughs> you watch the movie which was excellent um i don't think anybody will tell you that the movie is not excellent so you know there's nothing really true about this story but the spirit of this story is true. It, it's true to who we are as New Mexicans. And I really encourage everybody to make this moment our Milagro Beanfield War because this is it. I mean, come on, you guys. We've taken everything else that they've managed to shove down our throats. If we take this, it's over. Yeah, your rights are over. Gone. It's over. It's done. You will not be able to be in control of your own self they will it'll be then after they take away your guns then it'll be like you have to register and have a certain number hmm, like uh, in a biblical context let's say you know like you have having to, being low jacked yeah, you have to show up at your lo, uh, local vaccination uh, center and you are required to come and be injected and uh, and tagged Yes. Yeah. yeah. Like what? like like an animal at a veterinarian's office. What's the difference between citizens and subjects? I don't know. Tell us. I can think of some answers, but tell me what yours is. Gun ownership. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, uh, also the. Um, Sorry. There you stop, go. Stop doing that, Sorry. <laughs> Just stop it. You're making me nervous. <laughs> um, that. <laughs> Stop that, pointing that thing at me. Stop right? pointing that thing at me. We no, got a but, lot of people in this yeah, room. So, but um, okay. Uh, yeah, I forgot what I was going to say. Sorry. That's okay. That's okay. <laughs> you got um, her all frustrated when, when there. It, I'm so sorry, Elizabeth. That's my bad. Okay. But well, okay. So here's the thing. So you guys that are listening live, start telling other people to listen. And then when this is becomes a recording, go back, tell them what to do. This is where we have to call our neighbors, have to call our friends. We have to tell them to show up. Share, share, share. We have to tell them to take a day off. Don't be afraid to take a day off from your work. Take a day off and say, hey, I got to go. This is way more important. This is way more important. This will be your do or die moment. They're making it. They've put the ball in our court now. I will sh- I've got I've to go out of town for work tomorrow, but I will show up in Old Town tomorrow before I go. I will be there. Where, think, where, where in Old Town are we meeting? The, I think it was the know? square or the plaza, one of those things. Yeah, can, I can. I, uh, let me pull can, it up. Can somebody can somebody post that there on the social media so I can see it? Where we're yeah, meeting? I in? know it came from KKO oh, broadcast or something can, like. Well, or no, sorry, it came from. Uh, look up uh, Sheriff White, uh, Darren White. I still on can't, Twitter. I still That's can't where believe that guy is actually helping us. Amazing. Well, yeah. People do have epiphanies, Jason. I understand. <laughs> so, so here I'm pulling it up. It's right here. Okay, I, I got it right here. In the same fight. So it says the same amount of time for this. 
as long as I've known you. So Sheriff Darren White posted, this has been posted by Right News NM. Please share. Okay. So below it says, stand with us, Constitution, Sunday, noon, Old Town, law-abiding citizens peacefully open carry their legally owned firearms in public places. Or in public place. Can As you, the Second Amendment guarantees, hope to see you there. Please share. Or it's uh, it's yeah, number seven. Is, that, is that like a banner or something? A link no, or something? No, look, I'll show you. See? Okay, let me see. Yeah. Okay. All right. So so it's on Twitter, or X. Sorry, it's X now. X. It's yeah, on X. At, at Right News NM. Right, at Right News NM. Okay. Or Darren White. It's right. It's his second post right now on Twitter. Okay. Uh, it's a recent post, sorry. Second recent post. You can find it and share it. Um, and if you want, you can probably find it just by tiny, typing in that. Darren White yeah. and maybe post it later. But yeah, so it's again, you know, Sunday noon. That's the first one. And this is being done by KKOB. Um, which is unbelievable. Which is unbelievable. And right, New Mexico NM. So, and well, I know people in I mean, KKOB. I mean, no, don't I, get me I wrong. mean, just the other day on KKOB, the guy that's named after a fish on their station. Right. Okay. He was talking about how us regular citizens have no uh, have no um, reason to have weapons of war. KKOB and the people on that station have numerous times spoke out against gun rights. So, Darren, why? Maybe that's why he's not on the station anymore. Maybe he departed. Yeah, I from forgot that, that he, way. He thinking. was on the station. He probably left because there was probably arguments about this. I mean, don't get me wrong, Darren Wright. I remember I've met him many times when I when I was in Sandoval County. I'd run across him during training and stuff. He was he was nice to me. Um, I know a lot of people have stories. I know there's other issues, but you know he's always been nice to me. So I I rated on how he's treated me, but. The fact that he posted this says is a big step for him, in my opinion, and I appreciate that he is sharing it. You know, he didn't have to, and so he's definitely taking that step. And I think you guys are right. You know, there is a point that you get to. Go ahead. Now I remember what I was going to say. By the way, I'm sharing I'm sharing this Darren White post on all the social media platforms that you guys are watching. So go ahead, Elizabeth. Yeah, and I think everybody everybody that can go should go because that's what. The reason that we're spreading the, the word, um, the the other is that this um, the governor, uh, if this is a test, which I think it is, that uh, there may be. I don't want to say. I don't want to. You don't want to make something come true, but I think there could be wind up toys that show up and do things thinking that the populace is now unarmed that's why i think people have to come out and say i'm not going to comply because i'm not giving up my right to defend myself uh that's an inalienable right the right to life liberty and the pursuit of happiness doesn't always mean we're going to get happiness but we can pursue the heck but out we of have it. the right to pursue right, it right and we have the right to the life property right Wasn't it yeah they yeah it? life liberty and property right yes yeah well apparently we don't have any right to property anymore because now if you own a business you're supposed to allow these thugs to come in and rip you off by up to a thousand dollars because yeah. that right's gone as well apparently they're going to enforce that though. what's that apparently they're going to enforce the uh under a thousand dollar shoplifting now you didn't see that no 
That's new. So they are going to start arresting these people. Yeah, our, our DA has decided that we need to start doing this. Well, you know, the DA did our Albuquerque, not the... So the news kind of mixed it up. I don't know if anybody noticed last night between Fox, between Newsmax and others. They were trying to say that the Albuquerque DA is supporting this. No, it was... Fox fixed it and said it was the prior Albuquerque DA, who's now the state attorney, is supporting her order. But our Albuquerque, the assigned Albuquerque DA, said, no, I am not going to prosecute these people. So you have a big problem now. You got two DAs that are saying, that are on the left, mind you, they're both Democrats. Um, and, and remember, this new DA, and I'm kind of congratulating him for at least standing with us and saying, hey, I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to prosecute. You know, he can't stop the state district attorney, mind you, but he cannot prosecute. He can kick us out, maybe. He's, but, he's, he's the attorney general. Give, yeah. him his, give him his props. I'm a little surprised that, that Bregman has taken some of the stands he did because he comes from the defense bar. And my experience in California, San Francisco, kept electing district attorneys who had no prosecutorial experience whatsoever. They came from the defense bar, and in a lot of cases, they came from the radical left defense bar. And then, you know, suddenly they're prosecuting crimes. Wasn't quite their wheelhouse. So I'm pleased to see that Bregman is acting a little bit more like a law and order DA than I would have expected. Torres has been a shill for the anti-gun people from the beginning. Well, he's Soros-funded. Well, yeah, I mean, that's to whom he owes his his offices. But I watched him sitting there as an expert witness when some of these bills were being uh, put up three sessions ago, whispering in the ear of whoever poor benighted soul it was bringing these ridiculous laws and you know he would say a sentence and then they would basically repeat it so he's been shilling for the anti-gun folks from the jump um you know it's it's kind of his trademark um so i don't expect anything anything better from him uh at all unfortunately Can I share something with you guys? So <clears throat> when MLG, uh, we, the reason that she's not, she cares nothing about the Constitution is simple. Uh, I was up there one day and Senator Cervantes put it very simply for everybody. And it, it, this tells you the mindset up there, okay? He says to Senator Mark Morris, he says, we violate the Constitution every day. Otherwise, we'd never get anything done. And that is their mindset. They don't care that they violate the Constitution. They don't care that the governor is violating the Constitution. It's quid pro quo on just about anything that's going on up there. There are a bunch of children. I'm mortified at the way these people behave. And if we don't do something... The legislature is not going to do anything is kind no. of the point I'm trying to make over and over again. So this us standing up to them is really our only hope. The interesting thing about Cervantes, and I said it at the time in the last full session, he said in uh, a committee hearing that 
one of the bills that they were proposing would not stand uh, the test after Bruin. And he said, I do not think it is in the best interest of the people of New Mexico to pass laws that are going to be struck down almost immediately as unconstitutional. I sent him a short email basically saying thank you for that because in the city of San Francisco and then in the city of Berkeley, over the advice of city attorneys, the uh, legislative bodies there at the Board of Supervisors in San Francisco and the city council in Berkeley passed laws that blatantly violated the state constitution. They knew they violated the state constitution. What they said was, we know that. We don't care. We want to be seen to be doing the right thing. That's right. And I gave Cervantes credit, and I took a lot of flack from our side for it. Right. Because he said it as it is. It does not serve the people to pass laws which will be struck down because it erodes respect for law in general. Yeah. And for lawmakers. Well, and, and what she just did, like I said, is put, she put, I think Tim was right, Tim Poole, about saying putting dynamite and is basically, in a sense, she'll destroy the justice system by doing this. Well, she's a lame duck. She doesn't care. Right. But she, she's destroying you know, she our justice system. She does not have to stand for, for re-election in this state for that office. Now, I think one of the things we need to make clear to our representatives, even if they're staunchly anti-gun, is this is the act of a lame duck. You are not a lame duck. You would like to be reelected to your office. Be careful where you end up standing when this is all over. Because Yeah, you're going to lose your position. It, it could cost you your revenue stream, yeah. small as it is. No, I, I think that's very well said, Jamie. That leads into something that I was going to say about MLG. When she kicked off her campaign, this campaign to get reelected, the last sentence of her kim- kickoff campaign speech was this, and we're going to win this election fair and square. <laughs> that is funny. Oh, I have. Oh, I dude. want you guys to think about that as rational people. I mean, I'm in a room full of rational people. I dig that. I just rationally, I want you guys to just give that some thought, okay? Who says something like that? Yeah, somebody that's cheating the system. Yeah. No, I know. Like, it's, it, they always, what they say is not what they're doing. And they always do the opposite. So always remember, like, if you look at a bill that right. says this is for the indigenous the people, Act. it's actually to hurt the indigenous people. It, the Patriot Act, was that really for patriots? No, that was to watch everybody in the United States. Right, like it's always the Can opposite. Can I give you a bunch more? The National Defense Authorization, the Civil Liberties Act. Uh, there, there are just a million of them. The Inflation Fire. Reduction Act. <laughs> That's yeah. a joke. The Firearms yeah. Owners Protection Act, which gave us the Hughes Amendment, which ended, for all intents and purposes, the personal uh, ownership of fully automatic weapons and turned a $2,000 M16 into a $20,000 See, M16 and that was infringement, too. Overnight. Every gun law that does not apply to the felonious use of a firearm is on the face of it a violation of the damn Constitution. That is so simple that your average seven-year-old would be able to parse it. And yet you get a bunch of people out there who claim to be intelligent, who can understand simple English. And of course, what she said 
fair and square is grammatically incorrect. It's fairly and squarely. And she didn't do that either. You know, I did a really, really great monologue some time back about the Second Amendment in which I was focusing on the meaning of words. And I went through the Second Amendment word by word, and I talked about it based on the English of the time when the bill was written. And I think I did a really, really good explanation. You think you guys think I should do that one again? Couldn't hurt. <laughs> let, let me pull that one up. You guys well, go ahead and talk for a minute. Well, so the other thing is, is like Jamie said, feronious on its face, right? So the thing is, is like Tim Pool was saying when this came up. I know I can't bring up Tim Pool, but I, I liked what he said. I I've always said we should have a right to nuclear weapons. We should have a right to bioweapons. We should have a right to any weapon. F fifteens. F fifteens. I want yes. one. Oh, remember we were threatened by, by our with president F-15s. with F fifteens. I will bomb you. Derek, remember that. George Washington had a cannon in his front yard. Yes, and it, and it was not for hunting. No, it was for war. The reason that the the reason of the Second Amendment, people don't understand this. You know, right now, if you take away our guns, China will win. Period. They'll come in, they'll take us over. That's what they're waiting for. They want us to lose our rights so that there isn't a gun behind every blade of grass, as the Japanese used to put it. They want those blades of grass to be cut. Right? And don't don't misunderstand me. She does have China ties through shadow companies, and it's been proven. The, the articles have been out there. It's not hard to find this. And because she has to publish it. She has to publish what companies have given her money. Okay? And so she does have a point to give to those people. She didn't do it last session, or well, sorry, last term. But this term, like you said, she's a lame duck. She can do whatever she wants. That's not entirely true. She can do what is executively allowed to her by the legislation and the Constitution. Otherwise, emer- yeah, and nothing in the Constitution executively allows her to say, well, it's an emergency. The thing is that she, my wife, when she heard about this last night, her response is, she can't do that. that that's illegal. And I said, she has done it, and it is unconstitutional, but she's done it. It's they are complete until it is challenged one way or the other. Well, and, you know. But you have to have standing, right, Elizabeth? Right. Well, but she says in her statement that she's not concerned about, about our rights. She's concerned about the rights of the victims, the people, victims' families. It's the rights. children. She cares about yes, children. It's for the All those children. same children that are being aborted right. up until the day of birth. Right. right. Those same children. And and she she's for even they're, letting them die after they're born. They're, they're the, okay hip, with the hypocrisy. But, yeah. But the hypocrisy of these people knows absolutely no limits. But she says then in the same breath that when asked, well, but will this stop criminals from having the guns? The same criminals that are killing these wonderful children that she cares so much about, which I do, which I'm, this is horrible that this has happened, but these are, it's obvious these are gang crimes and they need, and and it needs to be a gang issue to, to get under control, but that's another issue. But the fact is she says in the same breath that Oh, no, it won't stop criminals from having guns. And it's like, well, okay, lady, you're doing it for these people because criminals had guns and committed a violent act upon these people. 
and their families. But yet you're saying right there that what you've done is not going to stop other criminals from doing the same thing because they're not going to stop them from having guns. It's, it's, it's just totally gaslighting, illogical, bizarre. If she, actually, bizarre if she actually cares about victims, when you disarm people who are, for whatever reason, less able than your average 20-year-old thug to defend themselves, I'm 78 almost 79 years old, I got a bad heart, I got bad knees and hips, I ain't going toe-to-toe, mano a mano with some young punk anymore. So I have my little 9mm, which gives me the ability to defend my life. I make a comment very frequently. When seconds count, the police are minutes away, sometimes a lot of minutes. And in Albuquerque, it can be Hours. Yeah, days it feels like, yeah. So you have to be your own first responder. Yeah. They cannot respond to any call within five minutes. Uh, you can in Colorado. It's required. They, they push their guys to make it within less than five or about 10 to five to 10 minutes. You know, but that's still five to 10 minutes that you're waiting. A lot for, can happen quote, in help. five to 10 minutes. A lot can happen in a couple of seconds. Yes, it can. You know, having, having been in law enforcement for the length of time I was, it was impressed on me again and again and again how quickly things change in a dynamic situation. Yeah, like 20 it's feet for a knife. Incidence. 20 feet for a knife. Instance. Or 22 feet, sorry. 21. 21, yeah. 21 <laughs> Why do I keep messing that one up? <laughs> and it's one of those, I have a fire extinguisher in my house. Right. I'm not a firefighter. Right. I have a first aid kit in the house. I'm not an EMT. Right. But I can use that fire extinguisher and I can use the stuff in that in that first aid kit to save myself or my significant other, my wife. Um, and the same is true of the firearm I own and carry. It's there for my protection. I know the difference between what I was as a cop and what I am as a civilian. I don't go looking for trouble. I yeah, that's the difference. It. You just don't go look for it. You avoid, avoid it, it and try to walk Nobody away from it. Nobody is going to hold me to account for the fact that I did not stop a crime. Right. They could hold me to account when I was carrying a badge. Right. You know, but they have potentially created more victims. You have a disability. Yeah. Without a firearm... You're not up to that mano a mano with some 20-year-old thug either. No. And nor is Elizabeth. Yeah, the, the gun, you know, here's the... maybe I'm not sure about, you know. <laughs> but even so, we don't want to create more victims. She's got a butt whipping left in her. You got, yeah, a, you got yeah, a good ass I, I do, yeah. <laughs> you know, if, if you can get your Harley up off the ground yeah. and, and the right. side stand doesn't work. I rode that sucker 2,000 miles just the other day. Yeah. So. Yeah. So. I, I followed you on Facebook. You assume it was more than one day. <laughs> when you disarm the populace, you create victims. Because, as she admits herself, the criminals are not going to give up their guns. They're going to have them. They have them in places where it is strictly forbidden to have a firearm. They get guns in jail. <laughs> they get yep. drugs in jail. Um, so, you know, it's, it's a fantasy that these people have been preaching for as long as I've been doing this advocacy thing. I've done this since I was 21 years old. It's, you know, 58 years, almost 58 years. It has not changed. Oh, we got an incoming call. 
Okay. Wow. Cool. We got a caller. All right. If it, there we go. Caller, you're on with Freedom Speak. Yes, I just want to say that, you know, this thing of Daniel's Law that was brought on for that first uh, 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 hit, or what is it, uh, drive-by on that little girl, the five-year-old little girl, uh-huh. they, they, Daniel's Law became into effect. That's what releases all the criminals and invited more criminals into our state because they don't go to jail for nothing. It would be so simple to overturn that, uh, just as easy it was to actually get it in there, uh, you know, the law, to overturn it and get rid of it and get the bonds people back in business, keep the people in jail, especially if they can't afford their bonds and it was a violent crime. This would settle so much, but that's too easy. That is too easy. This is Stella, isn't it? Of course it is. Stella. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't, and I didn't recognize the name on the caller ID. <laughs> well, I couldn't talk my phone because it'll go insane and it'd drive me crazy. But Daniel's Law is the, the whole thing. Why can't they just get rid of it as easily as they installed it, that law? That lets all the criminals walk free. We all know about that guy that killed three people before they decided, gee, maybe the bracelet's not working, maybe nothing's working. We might have to keep him in jail to keep more murders from coming through, right? Yeah, well, yeah. Stella, remember so, the murderer with the uh, the knives, the knife, and he yes, went on a killing yes. spree in downtown. Mm-hmm. So, was there uh, a yeah, gun? No, it was a knife. The mm-hmm. guy went f- psycho, and he went through well, yeah. three stores, and yeah, and exactly. the cops took forever to deal with the guy. Uh, so he victimized a whole bunch of people, and you know if those if any one of those people would have had a gun. They would have saved their lives. You know, I just went and saw the movie Equalizer 3 yesterday, oh, and he killed a that. whole bunch of bad guys with a lot of things other than a gun. Right. <laughs> well, yeah. so that's, yeah. so that's yeah. my point. So that was the point I wanted to bring up after what Jamie was saying. That's my point. Mm-hmm. So first you ban the guns. Well, guess what? What's going to be next? Okay, your knives, well, England, your car, your anything that can kill. the knives, right? Right. No, in England, they banned well, the knives. They banned the knives. I, I like how... I like how they use this term "weapon of war." Okay, I'm sorry. If yeah. you're in a war, anything can be used as a weapon. Yeah, a knife. Anything I can kill yeah. the bad guy a with is a, is a weapon of war. Right, a knife, a fork, exactly. a rock, a rock, you know, a stick. Well, I that, mean, uh, you, you know, you can first, be very creative. The first weapon of war, if you really want to think you of it, the first see what weapon I can of do murder. With a slingshot. <laughs> slingshot. <laughs> see, yes. There you go. Oh, and there's that guy in slingshot, the slingshot man, the in Germany, because they can't have guns uh-huh. there. So he makes these amazing, like, auto-reload uh, slingshots. Oh, you can you can do some major damage with a slingshot. Oh, yes, and he uses steel you can, balls. You can just run over somebody you hate. You can run over well, them. There's no stopping okay, you. Okay, so yeah. there was a guy with a gun. Yeah. This was up in Paradise. This was uh, about three weeks. No, it was in June, mm-hmm. end of June. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. there was a guy, Paradise. So a guy, gangbanger. Gets out of his Lexus. I mean, so it was so it was so stereotypical. But anyways, he gets out of his Lexus, get his gun, and he points it at these people and a family in a Tesla. So guess what the guy did? He gunned it, killed the guy, and and they did the the the, the our new attorney, our new Albuquerque attorney. He said he wasn't going to press charges. The evidence was pretty clear that they were in threat of their life, and they used a car. Mm-hmm. So is she going to ban the Teslas now? Okay. Well, Better start yeah, banning the pan- Teslas for 30 days. <laughs> Can't drive any Teslas, folks, because that's a, med- a weapon of war. That's right. Just the Teslas. Well, that, just the Teslas, because yeah, that was used as a weapon that, of war. That's right. Yes. We, we are going to use as many Princess Bride references tonight as we, <laughs> as we possibly can. And I think about Fensick with a rock, right? This guy's lethal, yeah. apparently, with a rock. 
you know, I could have killed you <laughs> with the rock, um, but he wanted to fight him honorably, you know, mano y mano. Uh, so, uh, and quite honestly, there's people out there that can very easily kill you with their bare hands and don't take but a second to do it. Yeah. So it, it, if we don't put responsibility back on the individual that is killing, right? Because Jim Jones killed how many people with Kool-Aid? Right. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. We should so, ban well, the Kool Aid reference. We, but the point we, I'm we making is, Stella, did, did we, we ban Kool Aid? Daniel Vaughn. Huh? Did, did, did we, we ban Kool Aid in the first place? Right. No, I don't drink Kool Aid. <laughs> <laughs> but no, he, he was he was asking you if he banned if you if do we ban Kool Aid? Yeah, do we ban Kool Aid? Well, yeah. Only if you use real sugar. Yeah, <laughs> you know what just, we're talking. Just you know, don't ban Mexican cokes because they're good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they they are pretty good. Yes, you know, brought a but bunch seriously, kids. I mean, about the Daniels law. Why hasn't anybody ever state representative of the House <laughs> over here in, in the legislature? Why has nobody gone rid of that law? Is what I want to know because that's encouraged all yeah. the criminals to just do whatever they want. So the law you're talking about is the one that got rid of the bail bonds, right? right? The yeah. bail yeah. law, yeah. and we so almost Daniels we were getting it close to getting a reform. We had some Democrats come to our side, and we even had the DA, Torres, which weirded me out, but he was actually advocating to change that law. But now, you know, he's full hog for her now, so he's just going to back her up. And so, but yeah, I mean, I know we need that so badly, and it's funny, I have in my pocket, you guys are going to love this, I have the only, the only bail bondsman left... Okay. Right. He's the only uh, so Gerald Madrid. Oh, I had him on bonds. the show. We had him on the show. Uh-huh, yeah. I still have his card. <clears throat> yeah. And I'm telling you, I'm going to call him if it happens yeah, to me for sure. Because they're going to because they better because I will if they do it to me or you, I'm going to make sure that they follow the same procedures that they've allowed all these other people to get off. He better get off and out too. Yeah. If you don't let any of us citizens out, and you just keep us in, but you keep those criminals out. Well, then that's bias, and we'll go to federal court. you got to remember something that, as, as odious as this thing is, it is a misdemeanor on the first offense. So how it's going to get handled is probably... I saw something from someone today that they're going to stack... They're going to stack... It's going to go to Metro. It's four, gonna be, of them, yeah. four of them essentially equal a felony. You know, after your after your fourth oh. arrest for it, do you lose your concealed carry permit if well, you get yeah, arrested? Well, will. yeah, that's the problem. Yeah. That's the whole idea. Yeah. of doing this. That's what I thought. Is yeah, to one way or another, get a gun away from you because you can't have a gun because nobody can have guns. But the thing is that okay, it's a misdemeanor, but everybody should don't roll over, don't take a plea. Dabs never take a plea. Never. Not even on a traffic citation. Go to jury trial. And I think we need to have shows like yours talk heavily about jury nullification, about ask for a jury trial. You're going to have a jury of six in Metro Court and six people... Because it's really a toss-up. You might get a judge. And a lot of those judges over there, I'm sorry, but they're married to police officers. So you may or may not get somebody that that is going to be sympathetic to you. Usually they're sympathetic to the prosecutor. And um, that what you want is uh, six people to decide uh, 
whether you've uh, violated this unconstitutional illegal law. And uh, if people are aware that they can uh, engage in jury nullification, then uh, these cases will not move forward as the tiny tyrant would like them to. And that's, I would just encourage anyone, anyone that gets popped for this, because she's going to do it up until she gets an injunction, which I hope will happen quickly. But she's going to try to make examples of us law-abiding citizens, I have no doubt. And well, like January 6th, yeah, it's yeah, going to be thank, the same thing. Thank you. And they're going to go into mm-hmm. Metro, but don't please. They'll probably go looking for Cooey Griffin. I mean, literally. Probably, probably. <laughs> probably. Well, but you don't, know, don't plead. Never take a get, plea deal. Go to jury uh, trial. Always plead not guilty. Always. Right. You know, I tell people that even on traffic citations, because actually Derek and I talked about that the other day, I think, in which I, I said, I've never, ever um, had to pay a traffic fine, ever, because... I always plead not guilty. You always plead not guilty. You never take a plea deal. You don't do a no contest or any of that other garbage. Always not guilty. Because the longer you draw it out, the better the chance that it goes away. And hire Elizabeth Hans. (laughs) Absolutely. Well... <laughs> well, I just had to put in my two cents about the Daniels Law. I think that's more important. Than yeah, the Daniels Law that. would fix the, a lot of this. <laughs> well, and a lot of us, and a lot of us defense attorneys, a lot of us criminal defense attorneys are not happy about that either. And we had good relationships with a lot of the bail bondsmen. And it's like, you know, that guarantee, a lot of times, a sufficient bail does guarantee, it puts another level in there, that your client is going to abide by their conditions of release and is going to show up. And it's like mm-hmm. when you don't have those safeguards in place um, with some of these folks, uh, it's just an invitation for them to not behave very well and not show up for their court dates and to commit other crimes because there's there's no accountability mm-hmm. on any level so exactly. I, I get you exactly yeah. Yeah. yeah when, when mm-hmm. dog the bounty hunter is not going to doggedly pursue you no pun intended <laughs> there's no reason the number of people who commit crimes while they are on uh, probation awaiting trial on an ankle monitor is is frightening well, and the number and of them yes, cut the ankle monitor I was just off. about to say, how many articles have been out locally in the journal about cut, about how many people have cut them off and just run away and gone to Mexico and they or bought, gone to the other states? They evidently bought the cheap version of the ankle monitor. Yep. And then they don't not, have a guy that monitors it 24-7. Right. After 5 o'clock. After 5 o'clock. If an alarm goes off, <laughs> yep. then they can, you know, they will respond. But nobody is watching it in real time. And they got the cheap ones. The better ones, if you cut them, immediately alarm. Right. So, all right, they say. But, but you're in, know, but you're in New Mexico, bucks. so the cheap ones. Yeah, yeah the, the lowest LFB. What is the motto of New they're, Mexico? They're, LFB, lowest effing bitter. They're probably made in China. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the thing, though, guys, is they might be going lowest bitter, 
but they are spending money hand over fist. So what they do is they buy broken stuff. They buy stuff that doesn't work. Oh, it's going into their pocket. Well, and then they buy more and more. And they right. every year they need capital outlay for, for more same. money for it's their like APS. department. How does oh, yeah. a school district that is declining in enrollment yeah, don't to get the me tune started there. of 10,000 students? Yep. It's 27, and it's, guys, I kid you not, I've lived here a long time. Every year it's 27 million, 28 million, 27 million, 26 million, 28 million. Always. Every single year. How much year. is it now? It's 27. 27 million. million. <laughs> and so, and do you know how large APS's budget is? It's huge. It's yeah. 1.3 billion. Yeah, it's in the B. Billion? Yes, yes. Yeah. For a year? Yeah. Yes. That's insane. Yes. How do they spend $1.3 billion? Do you want those me to guys, tell you? Those guys aren't Not really getting paid well. all that much money. Do you want me money? to tell you? I mean, I have a, I have a person in my family who can't mention it okay. because she right. works for APS. All right. You going to tell works us? works for APS. Okay. But I, I can tell you that, you know, some of it is going to what the teacher's being paid. A lot of it is payment for teachers, for retired teachers, because there's a lot of teachers still on the retirement rolls. I'm ki- I'm not ki- telling you. That, that's a lot not of, what they'll argue. Right. They'll not argue that. The next thing they'll is... They'll argue that it's capital projects. Yeah. But it's but it's 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 how much and they're they paying. They spend forty million on a building. And the continual demands at, of the teachers. At Louisiana and Comanche, that's empty. And they did. They spent forty million. So they argue that they're yep, not yep, spending eighteen thousand dollars per student, and yet when you build these buildings for development, educational development, um, you know, where, where how, how do we not tie that to student spending? Every dollar. But Jason, Jason, they, they built they built that they built that building there, like you're talking about in Louisiana Comanche, but down Louisiana at the Twin Towers that I call them, that two big old APS buildings, <laughs> all those buildings, those offices are empty. They're empty. Of course, she's they're right. Cool. Why are she's they right. empty? They are. I've been in those buildings building. doing work in them before. Of they're empty. They're empty. Yeah, there's Why nobody would there, there be anybody yeah. there? These people can't come to work. It's too dangerous. It's it's the COVID. It's the COVID. It's dangerous. <laughs> you can tell Stella knows me. She started cracking up instantly. It's just too dangerous, Stella. Well, Cal, I'll let you guys go in case somebody's How authoritarian to of us to <laughs> Thanks, make Stella. them go Talk work to you later. for their money. Okay. Thank you, Stella. Bye. Anyways, you know, the other point of this is... I still think demonstration should be done. I mean, I'm concerned about it. Don't get me wrong. I, I feel I am too, but we got to do it. But you have to. We have to. We can't just. That's what they want us to do. They want us to be afraid, right. and they want us to not do anything. But we got to get thousands of them. So thousands. That it's, we need to get thousands there. It shouldn't be hundreds. This time it should be thousands. Tomorrow, Tuesday, and any other day. Maybe every day. Maybe every day we should be in the city. Everybody surrounding. Each other totally just there, whether armed or unarmed. I don't care. You can still protest unarmed. It's up to you. You know, and you know what looks really great in these protests? Bring a lot of signs. A lot and of flags. signs. Yeah, signs we, and flags. I love flags. And then what you do yes. is, then what you do is, you silently start doing. See, what is it in Solinsky's Rules for Radicals? What is it in the the that we see on the other side do? Then you go to their house. You stand on the street, which is public, yeah, and you go to their house and you just stand there and you wave your sign, you put out your, 
you know, you don't get too rowdy because, you know, that they'll get us for that. Mm-hmm. But you still, like I said, silence is better. Silence is more, you stand there and stare into their home. And be peaceful. And be peaceful. Um, do you know how much that's scary to people like them? Mm-hmm. That's, that, they're more frightened of that than a gun. Yeah. Because then they know they can't control you. And that's what we have to demonstrate is that we're not under their control. That we were under each other and ourselves control and we can control ourselves and we can respect each other. We need to demonstrate that we outnumber them. Yeah, correct. Hundreds of thousands to one. Yes, we do. That's how we do this. And I'm I'll tell you, I'm desperately trying to organize it. You know, to get people to do something. And you know let's get every organization out there. Right. Let's get the uh, NRA and I I'm not liking them, but the NRA. Yeah. You know, get the NRA, get the NMSSA, get uh gosh, I can't there's a list after list. Okay, what? I wanna I wanna ask something right now. Gun, everybody gun, here at this oh, table. Oh yeah, gun owners of New Mexico. <clears throat> I wanna ask everybody at this table here. Are oh, you guys gonna commit to go to Old Town <laughs> tomorrow at noon? I'm gonna be there. You Jamie? I could barely huh? hear you. I'm on the range tomorrow. Okay. Well, all right. I guess I'll give you that excuse. Okay. So you're going to be there, Jason? You're going to be there, Derek? Yeah, I'm planning on going there. Okay. I'm hopefully Ryan's going to be there. I'm going to help him with the video. Oh, that'd be a great idea. Yeah, that we want I'll to one wheel. Elizabeth, you coming? Yeah, I've got a client at one, but I'll be there for an hour. So okay, that's good. Okay, good. Longer. All right. Yeah. How about all you guys watching? I'm, I'm noticing we got like 19 people right now in Rumble. Are all of you guys going to commit to show up tomorrow? The, those of you that are local. And then I've got, uh, let's see how many people I got right now on Facebook. I got three people on Facebook. All three of you guys, I want to see you message. I want you to commit to show up in Old Town tomorrow at noon. And Every, commit to telling and, 10 people. 10, Ten people, people each. And even this is it, something we knew when I was yes. running for office. <clears throat> ask them to, you always ask the people that you're mm-hmm. campaigning to, to, to tell 10 other people. Remember, we used to do that, Jamie. And so you keep telling 10 other people and 10 other people, and you ask them to do 10 other people. For those of you who are old enough to remember, Alpha Beta and tell a friend. Because <laughs> just alone, if I've got if I got the 18 people on Rumble right now and the three people on Facebook, that's 21 people right there. If you guys commit to go, and even if I don't care if it's inconvenient, this is important. And I've t- and I talked about this during the scandemic, and and you know a lot of people didn't take it seriously, and now we are where we are here. Okay, this is really serious. Okay. We need even, and it's going to be inconvenient for me tomorrow too. Trust me, I had other things I really need to do, but I, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna show up. I'm gonna be there at noon. And if you're watching this tomorrow, yes. So guys, if you're watching this tomorrow, because I know we get a lot of views, a lot of replays, re- replays. We yeah. get a lot of views on replays. So if you guys are watching this tomorrow, you know, get down there. If if you're watching it tomorrow, don't don't fret. There's Tuesday, Civic Plaza, you know, uh, I think it was 10 to 6 is the plan. Unfortunately, I'll be at a town change. on that day. It could change, but for now, that's the plan. Mm. Currently, there's gonna, they're, they're putting in for permits and stuff. Um, you know, we don't think they're going to give us the permits, honestly. But, you know, we are putting in for permits, but we'll see. Let's see. Ma- Marianne says, I'm uh, bringing my flags, my megaphone, and my MLG is not my dictator shirt. I love it. <laughs> I'll be riding the one wheel with some sort of sign. The, the interesting thing about this that I'm noticing on Twitter when I'm reading all these comments is people all over the country, all over the world are looking at this woman and they're, they're just astonished yeah. saying, how is she doing this? And they're understanding. 
they're getting a glimpse into what we've been living for the last four or five years. Well, this has actually got the uh, got the attention of national news. Fox yes. News actually was Fox talking about this. Fox was on this. it. Like I said, yes, and they, they, were. they were carrying it surprisingly more towards gun ownership. Not Because, again, you know, if that woman had a gun and if that woman wasn't told by the media establishment to say, guns are bad, they'll kill you. If you drop it and put it on the table, everybody's going to die. Guns are war. You know, if they stopped doing that and we went back to the system of when you learn in high school, you learn how to shoot a gun and a rifle in high school, high school, you would have people willing to defend themselves. And I'm telling you, first she would have known maybe to turn a different way. And I, and I don't mean this in a wrong way. It is tragic what happened to this daughter. Don't get me wrong. There's nothing you can do with random shooting. You, you can't. It's hard to defend yourself from that. But shooting back or just seeing another gun can stop these criminals. And I know it doesn't sound possible, but guess what? The CDC proved that over 2 million people's lives could be saved if more people conceal carry. I'm serious. That's the CDC back in, what was it, 2010, 2011. They did this study between 2010 and 2011, and they said... And they said 500,000 have been saved, but up to 2 million have been saved by concealed carriers and open carriers by their own study done by Obama, folks. Obama. This was his study. He wanted it done. He had the CDC do it. And they proved that, guess what? If more people had guns, crime would be less and people would be... Because just pulling the gun out and putting it at low ready has scared people away. I've seen footage after footage of that. You know, or or people giving fire, then then the criminal's like, oh my God, I gotta run because they aren't as trained. When you're trained, you're you know you're gonna get nervous, you're gonna get, but you know what to do. They don't. A lot of criminals just grab the gun, they watch the movie, they play the games, you know, the video games, and they go boom, 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 boom. I know what I'm doing, and then they're all over the place. But this is pure gangland stuff. And the reason she's doing this is because she can't admit that all of her policies have led to our death. Yeah. yeah. They don't, and they haven't. Like I said, 50, almost 58 years, and it isn't any different today than it was 58 years ago. The Democrats are still saying the same thing. They quiet down every once in a while when, when they start losing. I mean, they got their butts kicked back in the 80s on, on, on the gun issue. And they got gun shy, no pun intended. But they've been hanging on this same thing. They go after the tool and not the tool user. I have absolutely no problem with locking people up who use firearms feloniously. None. I have put people in jail for that. But it's the same thing. I can own a Ferrari that's capable of 150 miles an hour. If I don't drive it at 150 miles an hour, if I obey the speed limit, more or less, as much as anybody does. Of course, does what fun state, would that be? Well, <laughs> you, go to, you go to Nevada. You yeah, you can Nevada. go to places and drive it fast. You yeah. go to Nevada, which still has prima facie speed law. They have to prove that you were driving too fast for the conditions. Oh, okay. Um, so if there's not another person on the road for miles and you're doing 150, that's okay? Yeah, that's the... the I like there that. Was, there was a, a large, well-publicized race through Nevada taking advantage of that. And then the National 55 kicked in, and they, they, they quit. 
because Nevada didn't want to lose federal tax money. Eventually, they decided that it was more important for them to allow people to move quickly through the state than it was to get the paltry sums they were getting from the federal government. So it's back to that. But if you don't use it improperly, illegally, who cares? Right. You know, I was breaking 100 in the rental centra in California, and so I looked down at the speedometer and went, oh, um, perhaps 25 over the speed limit in this area might get me in trouble. But until that point, you know, it isn't the tool. It's the person who misuses it. You know, that, well, and that's that. you just brought a thought to my mind, Jamie, something I was actually going to talk about the other day, and it totally slipped my mind. You know, I went on my recent trip. I went to South Dakota. And on one of my previous shows, I talked about these ridiculous laws that they make that, to me, they just seem like their only purpose is to assert control over our lives. When You know, I don't believe there is a, such a thing as a victimless crime, and I've said that numerous times. If you're not doing something that's hurting another person, why should it be considered a crime? But they put these ridiculous things in place like seatbelt laws and helmet laws and things like that. You know, if you want to you live your life dangerously in which you're only one, the only one that's going to get hurt, you should be able to knock yourself out and do it. You know, when I was in South Dakota, I noticed something. I was dri- as I was driving through South Dakota and the Black Hills and into Sturgis and stuff like that, one thing I noticed all over the roads were ATVs. ATVs, four-wheelers, side-by-sides on the road everywhere all over the state and it's like and so i when i stopped somewhere and i was talking to the people at the campground where i was uh, staying over i said i noticed there's atvs all over the roads so what's the deal with that and they said oh well you're allowed anywhere except for the interstate hmm. and it's like well that actually makes sense okay these atvs they can keep up to speed on the roads other than the interstate they'll do like 60 70 miles per hour most of them mine will mine will do almost 70 and 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 they have lights and they have brake lights and you know hey i remember back in the old day if you you know you would just use hand signals if you didn't didn't have turn signals that's totally okay people can see that if you're not driving at night that's fine you know so it got me really, really thinking. It's like South Dakota is such a free state. I mean, you up there, you're up there, and you just feel freedom. It's freedom. There is no oppression, no unnecessary laws in place or anything. They're just leaving everybody alone and letting them live their lives. So, but that just kind of made me think about, you know, most other places in the country. New Mexico is like that. I, I heard them making a big deal on the news a while back about somebody driving an ATV on the road. Big deal. Why should it matter? Why should yeah? It, as long as know, they're being safe with as, other traffic, as long as they're obeying the 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 traffic, the traffic laws, laws and being or just, safe, just appropriate. You don't even you have know? to say traffic laws. Yeah. There's a way to be appropriate with traffic. Yes. Everybody knows it, right? They but all see, learn how traffic works. That's just an example of stupid, ridiculous laws that are in place all over. And that's just the beginning. There are probably thousands or more John. of laws that are on the books for no reason other than to assert control and take away your freedom. Yeah. John Stossel did an article not too long ago on his YouTube channel where he literally stacked up all the laws that he would have to comply with, and the stack went this high, and then another stack, you know, about a quarter to half the height. And so the one thing that I wanted to say is is what really concerns me here also, which could be part of this tactic, is 
we've been seeing around the country a lot of police, almost the whole departments or the whole departments turning in their badge and leaving. Okay. And you do have, you know, the sheriffs going, wait a second. If you tell me to do this, I have no liability insurance. And honestly, I think the police unions. Yeah, qualified immunity is gone. Okay, so she took away qualified immunity. Now she's going to tell them to do something that's going to have to require qualified immunity. So one of the things she's got to do is either emergencyly put back in qualified immunity. Otherwise, they're going to just start throwing in their badges because they're all going to get sued. They're all going to get... I'm telling you. For violating, for their violating, their violating rights. the law, violating and the Constitution. And so they're, really directly impo- they're going to be directly in the line of fire before her. And so, here's the here's the bigger issue. Give me one sec, Jason, and then I'll, I'll, I'll let it go. Um, here's the other issue uh, that was talked to me, and I saw this as it was trending. you got to realize New Mexico is trending on X on the top 10. Oh yeah, that's e- how crazy Elon this was. Musk. He says Elon Musk of, said arrest. This her. got his attention. At risk of stating what should be obvious, deliberately violating the Constitution is next level illegal. How soon can this person be removed removed from office? Right. So this every, is what Elon Musk. I'm telling tweeted. you, everybody and even people on the left because they own guns. There's a lot of people on the left that own guns. There's even I'll tell you, and this is to piss them off even more. There's actually communist groups but they're not really communists they call themselves socialist groups or whatever but they're they're militia groups okay these are left-wing militia groups and they want their gun rights too i know we me and jamie would hear them at the state capitol talking about we don't want this gun laws okay so you've pissed them off too so now you've pissed off the left and the right so where, where did you succeed in something? I mean, maybe in her own mind, her own world, in Biden's, the Biden's bubble is what I'll start to call it. it the Biden's bubble. But the other thing for the cops, right. the other thing for the cops, though, is not just the liability on them, but the liability is the fact that it might make them all turn in their badge. This is going to make cops turn in their badge, guys, and that's another thing that worries me. Well, I followed the qualified immunity bill um, because... I supported the idea of taking away qualified immunity from people like her. So I I actually support law enforcement as much as I can. I don't think law enforcement uh, really needed to be the only entity carved out in the qualified immunity bill you know legislators somehow didn't didn't have to it didn't apply to them anymore municipality workers it didn't apply to them anymore it literally only applied to law enforcement and i said to my friends that were so proud of themselves for getting this bill through because you know i mean you do not want people to have complete impunity you want everybody to be held responsible on the flip side on the flip side of that, you know, we, my best friend's brother was murdered by the dirtiest cop in New Mexico on Tramway Boulevard. Okay. It is one of the, the, one of the biggest cases ever in the state of New Mexico. And it was horrible. Okay. And here's the, the reality. I've never stopped respecting. I've never stopped trusting officers, peace officers. I've had so many friends that were cops. I couldn't even name them all. Uh, there's too many of them. And some of them have had their own issues. Lieutenant John Gonzalez, I'll go way back in time, had his own issues, and he was a friend of mine. The reality of what we deal with in New Mexico is we have a violent history in this state. I mentioned somebody put out an NRA uh, 
meme. Uh, the reason I know that this is a hot topic is I get like three likes on Twitter for anything. Okay. I, I put, I reposted this NRA meme about our psycho governor. And I said, it, when you're from the state that Billy, the kid is from, and the governor does this, you have to ask yourself, is this about policy or is this about evil? You know, and I really truly believe, and, and Jamie, I'm just like you. I don't assign evil very lightly. As a matter of fact, I, I never assign it. You'll never hear me say that about other people. But this woman has done enough sending patients back, you know, COVID positive patients back. Oh, yeah, there's another thing to dive into. Well, Cuomo's in big trouble for it. And I think that all of the she governors... She was worse than I Cuomo. agree. I think all of the governors that made this horrendous, murderous decision to send these COVID-positive patients back into these nursing homes was were almost worse than what she's doing right now. They're, they're on the same level. And that's why, Jamie, there wasn't another word. I wanted to use a different word, but that is the word that... And at some point... Those of us who believe have to call evil what evil is. I mean, I'm sorry. We just do. You know, I um, noticed something here when I was reading this Twitter post, uh, a post by uh, the um, Ron DeSantis' press secretary, Jeremy Redfern. He made the statement. He said, the governor of New Mexico is using a public health order to suspend a right guaranteed by the U.S. Constitution. And you notice... He, 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 I love how he words it because this is how I always word it. A right guaranteed by the Constitution. Not a right given by the Constitution. A right guaranteed by the Constitution. That is the correct way to say it. That is how I always say it. Yes, a public health order. Did you think the left was going to stop at just forcing you to wear a mask? And this is what I've been saying all along. This is what I've been saying for three years. This is what I was so frustrated when I saw all of these weak people rolling over and wearing their damn mask. I am so upset about this. And this is what this has led to. And I told everybody this is what this this was a test. The mask was a test to see how compliant you would be. That's what it was. Well, you know, New Mexico wasn't very compliant. Did you know that? I mean, we remember how much she complained. Because we weren't complying. Oh, but almost everybody remember? in New Mexico was wearing a no, mask. No, it was, it was only in certain I agree liberal areas that I almost mean, almost everybody. It seemed okay. So when, for to me, it seemed half and half. Oh no, no. Well, no. they had to. No, win. Derek. No, I, I would say it was in the ninety in the nineties of percent because well, I then we're you doomed. Not, you know, then we're doomed. I, I agree. I agree. Then you know, I, I don't know how true. many. I don't know how many times that I went to Walmart or I went to a store somewhere, and everywhere it was a it was a sea of masks everywhere, and I was the only person in the entire store that was defying. This ridiculous order. And everybody else, the sheeple. It was full of sheeple, and I was the only one in there. And I kid you not, everywhere I went, that was the case. Everywhere. How many people do you think actually followed then the disarming of, like, you think today? How many people do you think didn't carry? I don't know. I've been carrying see, all day. I'm see, carrying, well, right, what I'm I'm carrying right now. Well, that's what I'm about to say. Is, and so, I'm in Bernalillo County, by the way. Giving, well, this is what bothers me. Is this going to be like a stop and frisk thing? Are, because, yeah. are you in a public space? 
Well, is would space, this be a public is space? Your space public. No. I'm in a public office oh. building. If you right? walk outside with it, maybe. Then oh, I was rest. outside with it too. Yeah. I was in my car. I, I, I was. I've rest. been in Bernalillo yeah. County all day long, yeah. driving around in my car with my gun, with you. me the whole time. I've got it with me right now. I'll even be glad to show everybody it. What's a What's a bummer is like my wife said. You know, just be ignorant of it. Like, be like, oh, that was passed. But unfortunately, it was so national news. It was so all Well, over I've the already place. outed myself here. Well, that, that's what I'm saying is is you can't go <laughs> into court and say. And go on the radio talking about it. Right. So you can't go into court and say, well, Your Honor, I, I didn't know. Yeah, no, no. Like, I didn't know this happened. You know, it's it's going to be really hard well, to, you know, to tell I, the judge that. I look at this the same way I looked at it on the mask BS, okay, when, when all that was going on. When, when a lot of people I knew were just weak and they were kind of rolling over there making excuse. You don't have to give these idiots an excuse. I, you know, I don't – why am I not wearing a mask? Because I don't want to. That's as simple as that. I'm not going to tell you I have a medical condition. I'm not going to sh- try to show you some kind of silly card that somebody printed up that says I'm exempt. I'm not going to get a, a letter from my doctor. No, I'm not saying I'm going to. I'm going to tell you right now. I'm not going to wear a damn mask because I don't want to. That is the only reason. And the reason I am not going to comply with this order, it's illegal. I have a right to carry, and I am going to continue to carry. Well, see, now here's the thing that I find interesting: is masks. Okay, let's. Just hypothetically here, let's just say, you know, when you look at the Constitution, does it give you a right for the for the nation to say that you should wear a safety system, right? I would say through text and tradition, you know, seatbelt law, right? And there's other text and tradition that says, you know, safety, yada, yada, See, yada. That right but is, hold on. That hold sort on. of stuff is where it all started. Right. But hold on. Guess what's guaranteed? Your gun rights. That's a guarantee, like you said. That's a guarantee. That has nothing to do with masks, has nothing to do with oh, medical. Oh, here, do you see what I'm getting at? Here's where it's, I want to disagree with you, It's Garrett, a guarantee. Though. It's not guaranteed because it's in the Constitution. It's not guaranteed because it's in the Bill of Rights. I don't understand. What do you mean? If the Bill of Rights did not exist, I would still have a right to keep and bear arms. Oh, right. It's God-given. No, I, I get that. What I'm trying to get at is... Just being in the legally of it. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. This is you might have been gotten away with masks, okay? Because maybe and I'm giving you just a tiny little sliver here. But all I'm saying is is Yeah, but that's all Hitler needed. But what Everything I'm saying he did was legal. Everything Everything he did was legal. It was for your safety. It was for your safety, and a yeah. Lot of it, Hitler did it, yeah. It was for your safety. Oh pu- Hitler used the public health. Others. You need to get in uh, talk on that mic. Get there. on that mic there, Get on that mic. How dare you question us? This is for your own good. Come on, you guys. We have seen all of this before. And what stops us from repeating this horrible, horrible period of history is us. It's not Biden or Trump or any of those people, it's hundreds of thousands, if not millions of Americans standing up to these people. What those truckers did in Canada scared the shit out yes. of those people. Oh, yeah. And you know what? A lot of them have actually been able to go in court and get their money back. And I've heard that there there's some decent lawsuits going through their system against Trudeau. And I really hope they win. I really do. I'm praying and hoping they win because that would put them on 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 notice. But that's the other thing is is here's you know she already said she knows she will be challenged and she knows she's going to lose. Like you said on the face of it, you're going to lose. 
So what what I want to start asking everybody... Her, her mentality is it's better to... Uh, what's the expression? <laughs> it's better to ask for forgiveness than permission. Than permission, right. You know, yeah. a friend of mine today made a statement, and something I have said before in the past. The sad thing about all of this is look at a, the amount of time and money that is get a, getting wasted on this nonsense when we have real problems in this country that we could be be devoting that time and money to solve. That is the sad thing about mean, this. Like, the crime that she the said crime. can just go right ahead and kill everybody? That's right. The cr- All the criminals. I mean, she just said, hey, kill them. I don't care. I'm going to take away their guns. Yeah, I'll take away their... And, and if they keep their gun, I'm going to get them. I'm going to take away their gun, and then I'll let you kill them. I Which don't... makes me think that that's exactly what she wants. She doesn't want people that are smart. Well, I don't understand why we don't have every woman in this state fighting for their gun rights, because truthfully, if we want to talk about equal rights in this country, one of the things that equalizes us as, as, as physical beings is a gun. And I, I mean, What was we, it that Sam Colt said? Say it. What, what is it Sam Colt said? I can't remember. It's like Sam Colt said that... But what is what is the saying? It's it's that God created man, but Sam called created him equal or something like that. Oh. I always get it wrong. You all know, men, all men are created equal. The Colt revolver guarantees it. Yeah, yeah something <laughs> like that. that it was something to that effect. But you, the you know, the problem is that you have an awful lot of women who have bought into what you see from uh, uh, Miranda Viscoli and people of her ilk. Uh, the, the Bloomberg biddies, as I refer to them, um, they bought into this thing that the gun is bad. Well, yeah, and they Bloomberg don't realize. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it is. All of the so moms again, moms demand action is Bloomberg. Okay, that, all the money is from Bloomberg, and he admits it. He doesn't okay. mind. Okay. Every town ta- is it every town yeah, every USA town. or something? Every, I think, I think that's that too. Right. They're all. That's and, one of them. He's, yeah. he, there are several of them that all march under uh, a similar banner and probably get their money from the same rather polluted sources. But they are convinced. And they will come before a committee and sob with these terrible, horrible stories. When I was a cop, and I, I'll preface this by saying when I was a, a much younger guy, I was a lot more liberal in my thinking. One of the reasons I was a libertarian for so long is that a lot of the liberal principles that I believed in were valid principles. They were humanitarian principles, and I didn't want to give them up, but I had a lot of conservative ideas, and I was not welcome in the Democratic Party. Um, So when I was a cop, I had compassion for some people, if you were a veteran and could prove it, I would cut you a lot of slack. If you were on the street, if you had an alcohol or drug problem, I would cut you a fair amount of slack. Same thing with, with Native people. We had a lot of destitute, on-the-street Native people in San Francisco. I would cut them slack. Everybody has a story. Almost everybody who is on the wrong side of the law probably has some horrible backstory that got them there. Some of them probably were, I'm sorry, I have to say this, born pretty much evil, or at least on that, on that track. 
We've got those people. But yeah. Yeah. it's not the majority. No. 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 It's not it's majority. Like, it's you know, minority. It's like it's like the homeless population. Most of them are they pose nothing more than a nuisance to us. They are much more danger to themselves than they are to anyone else. And amongst the mentally ill, and my last two years as a cop, which is a part of the psych liaison team dealing with them, a very tiny percentage of the mentally ill are dangerous to themselves or others. Mm-hmm. But there's a percentage. But I said, I can't be concerned with these terrible, yeah. sad backstories. I have yeah, to deal with what's in the here and now. And right now, in front of me, this person has broken what I consider a malum in se law. Malum in se crimes are crimes we all agree are wrong. Murder, rape, forcible robbery, a whole bunch of things. The rest of them are, are malum prohibitum. They're illegal because somebody wanted them to be illegal. Some special interest went, I don't want people doing this. I don't like it. It offends me. So make it illegal and lock them up and keep them away from me. I don't want them on my lawn. Well, that's just like the gatekeeping situation in New Mexico with businesses and having to get permits and having to get licenses and stuff. You know, they pick and choose, and they've put those systems in there to make it because other businesses didn't want them in the way, right? You know, it's it's similar well, to that. During the whole, she calls it scamdemic. I like fodemic myself because I love the word fodemic. Fo- yeah. Um, in a lot of places in the United States, a Walmart had yellow do not cross this line tape around the sections that sold 80-inch televisions. Yeah, and it, yeah. You could come buy a loaf of bread. Jean Valjean would be, you know, would be okay. But you couldn't buy an 80-inch TV because that wasn't an essential to your life. My wife might argue that. However, here, the Walmart... You could buy an 80-inch TV. You could buy, you know, high heel shoes or anything else. <clears throat> Do you wear high heel shoes? Not in a long time. Okay. <laughs> I have trouble enough. I have trouble enough in my boots. Um, I keep telling you, Becca, I'm old. Um, you could get anything, and small stores that sold some of the same things that you could get in Walmart weren't allowed to do business. And where are they now? Gone. Right, out of the way. Now, out of the some way. of them perhaps may, uh, there used to be a, a sign in some places that said gone to Texas. Well, some of them may have gone to Texas. I know people who in the face of this have, have sped up their plans for leaving the state good friend of mine, one of the first people I got to be really good friends with here in New Mexico, already owns property in Texas and is moving there as of March. It must be nice to have some money. Please. I mean, I wish, I mean, I'll be honest with you. I want out right now. I'm done. I've put so much time I, I and effort. I did not want to come home from South Dakota, I can tell you yeah, that. Yeah, I, I put in so much time and effort yeah. into this place and blood, sweat, and tears and, and, you know, it's adopted me. This is like a state that adopted me. And I was happy. And I got used to the culture. And I lo- kind of like the I, culture. I love this place when I moved here years right. ago. Right. But now, it's I, awful. I, just, I just don't, I can't, it's <clears throat> it's too much stress. And I don't want to yeah. lose, I don't want to go back into the wheelchair. I just don't. I, I tell people that this is my last move. 
I'm going to be waked out of that house on Jane Street. <laughs> you know, and my expiration date is, is 81 because that's when my NRA membership lapses. <laughs> and if I die before then, my chief financial officer will never forgive me. I, I, will, I, I will be haunted by the living. Um, but, you know, I don't want to leave here. I left my home state of California as a political and economic refugee. That's how I describe it. I could no longer live there. I saw my city, San Francisco, the place where I was born in 1944, going steadily downhill. It has now become a shithole and cesspool, literally. You go to a, a hotel on Knob Hill, and the concierge says, when you leave, don't go left. You don't want to go down the hill. It's the tenderloin. And people urinate and defecate on the street, and they pay people $75,000 so a year. We're starting to have that problem here in New Mexico, too. Oh, yeah. It's uh, in Albuquerque, especially. Yeah. And, and so I want to... This building is constantly kind of filming it. Yeah. Um, I want to ask Elizabeth. I want to get Elizabeth on here. Well, I just had to, to and you're saying they pay people seventy five thousand dollars a year to clean it up after to clean up the defecation in in San Francisco. Because I just okay, yesterday I had to go over to the courthouse to get a CD just of a hearing, and so I go over. I'm talking to one of the sheriffs, and I'm asking him because the portal that the nice pretty portal that we go underneath and. It's shady and nice. To, you go up to the courthouse, the district, this is state district courthouse. It's it's like a prison now. They put bars all over it and doors that lo they lock at night, and it, it's like it's like a prison. It's like prison bars. And so I go through it and I go in and I'm asking the sheriff. I'm like, what the heck's with the prison bars? And he said that that the whole it had gotten so bad with the homeless people or just people going in there under the portal at night and defecating. And I, I honest to Pete, I mean. But but maybe they should put a porta potty well, what, on the corner. I don't well, know. I but it's ask, there. Yeah. What so. I really want to get on the subject of, especially with you, Elizabeth. So what I want to get on the subject of, especially with you, Elizabeth, is what should we be telling people right now? On do you have any ideas? Have you heard any ideas of what to do when you get pulled over? Because remember, as uh, as we always taught, myself, Jamie, and and Dale. We teach them to give the, we tell people when you get pulled over, give them the, your concealed carry permit. Well, would it be better to tell them, hey, don't do that? They know. No, they already they already know. When they pull you over, they run your license plate. They already know. If you gave them your license, if you gave them just your license, they would run your license. It, say you were in somebody else's car, but you give them your license. Did, did they're they're going to know. So they already know you have a concealed carry permit oh, yeah. by running your license? They're linked. Yes. Okay, that's what linked. I figured. Did you, did you notice the picture yeah. on your concealed carry permit? It's the same as on your license. license. The same thing. Yeah, well, that's what I thought. Well, that's not a coincidence. Okay. What if I'm driving somebody else's vehicle? Then you're going to give them your driver's license, your driver's and license. you're going to know. It's linked. So, you know, you should give them both. You should obey the law, and you should give them both of your— You do not have, in this state, your a duty to inform. In a lot of states, it is a, 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 a criminal violation right. Right. to not inform a police officer that you have a concealed weapons right. permit. It's not uh, a duty to inform state. 
However, as soon as they have your license, they're going to know. Right. I've always considered it, as a cop, a matter of courtesy to say to them, God, do not say, I have a gun. Say, I have a concealed handgun license. The next thing they will say to you is, are you carrying? The answer to that is yes. And then they say, you're under arrest. Well, under this 30 in, this, in this county, that's a possibility. If it's a state cop, it, it is probably a probability. If it's BCSO or APD, they're not going to do anything about right. it. That's what they've stated. Now, if a statey pulls you over and he knows you've got a CHL, given this thing, it's probable cause for them now to search for the firearm. Will it hold up in court? I don't know. Elizabeth might have a better idea of that. She's a lot more familiar with the, uh, the way the state works in enforcing stuff like this but it it is probable cause it's like it's like in a lot of places uh if you you know the the driver rolls down the window of the car and you smell marijuana it's considered probable got a call to search the car go ahead caller go ahead you're on freedom speak she has a call hey becca it's ro hey ro how's it going we're doing good um, we're over here in the Republic of Texas right now where everyone over here is freaking out about what's going on back at home. But I will tell you, both Michael and I have been on the phone with everyone we know in New Mexico talking about the, the protest tomorrow, um, talking about what we can do. You know, we've reached out to legislators. How do we start impeachment? What are you doing? I told you earlier, I've been texting with a sheriff. And um, as far as I can tell, people are not going to comply. People are looking into impeachment. And you're absolutely right. And that's part of the problem with us being conservatives, right? We're always used to keeping quiet mm-hmm. and we just can't do it anymore. We just can't. No, we can't sit back and be respectful and let them act the fool and let them do whatever they want. We have to speak up. We, we can't do this anymore. And if you look on the um, Facebook where I was uh, leading you messages is, so I have a home in Valencia County. I have a, a ranch in Sandoval County. I have another ranch in Torrance County. I have to drive through Bernalillo County. And so where's the, where is the, the grace for me going from a county where I can carry through this county? Just like everyone's saying, they can run your plate for anything if I don't turn on my blinker or whatever the reason is. But hey, I'm not in Bernalillo County. I'm driving through Bernalillo County. So Rose, think about people from out a, of state. Think about people from out of state that have reciprocity, like Utah. They have reciprocity here. And they have no idea. And they have no idea. And they wouldn't know. And my husband, you're right. And my husband just said that. We're coming from Texas back to New Mexico. What if I wasn't paying attention? What if I wasn't a a resident of both states? What if you didn't watch the news? What if you didn't hear anything about this? 
And I bet How would you you're know? You're exactly right. That's what he right. just said. That is what he just yeah. said. Well, and and that's what I'm saying. There, there, Rose. There's definitely people like that. I guarantee it. Not everybody watches social media. There's still older people that conceal carry. Um, there is people that are going through. <laughs> there's a lot of people that live with their head in the sand. Head in sand. I'm not being rude, yeah. and I'm not trying to be mean. It, it doesn't mean you're gonna know. And even if you know, you might hear it, but you might not know the the what she has stated can and cannot be done in her order. So, and again, that orders are not law. It's it, executive power only allows you to tell the state police how much money they get, what they can do, how to fix some policy issues. Hey, we need to attack, uh, you know, people coming across the border. We need to attack, uh, you know, the gang violence. We need to attack drug violence or drugs coming into the state. That's what she can do. That's her power. That's the limit of her power. Her power does not allow her to say, yes, I'm making a you law, know, and you all follow it, and I'm the queen. Derek, she is following the lead of Sleepy Creepy Joe because this whole mm-hmm. thing with executive orders is out of control. You know, we're, we're slowly... We've devolved into like a banana republic in which we have little, we have a big dictator in Washington and we have little dictators in all the states. That's the point we're at now. It's like, personally, I am against executive orders altogether. Right. I, 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 because it's a slippery slope. If you allow one kind of executive order, where do you draw the line? Where do, what exact, you know, where do you say, well, this executive order is over the line and this one isn't? The only way to solve it is to eliminate all executive orders. Yeah. As far as impeachment mm-hmm. is concerned, we can't, imp- we, the people, can't impeach her. Yes. She has to have articles of impeachment brought in the legislature. Just like at the federal right, level. that's and that's so, exactly what we're saying. We're we're calling legislators saying, "Who can do this? When can you do it? What does it take to do it?" As your constituents, how do we support you as legislators to, for somebody to take well, the initiative? You know, I know Stephanie Lord had posted on her Twitter and and Facebook that she's and working on the articles and John Block. Yeah. Well, and you know. You know, I was, you might remember that I was for quite a while working on getting signatures to remove the governor. And uh, I know where tens of thousands of signatures are that can be accessed uh, to to go towards this process. But, you know, the process apparently is so difficult in the state of New Mexico, it's almost impossible. Well, the secretary... That's your problem. And also, it's not just you've got certain legislators that would be on board, but it's motivating. It's putting pressure on the entire legislature to do the right thing, to do what they know that they should really do if they if they followed their heart, if they really have if they have a heart left, <laughs> you know, well, I agree what's with right. what some what somebody else said a little while ago. You have just as many Democrats that are hunters that are, for whatever reason, they are gun-toting, gun-carrying, you know, New Mexico citizens as well. And this is what it should be about. It really shouldn't be a left and a right thing. It should be, what does the Constitution say? What does the New Mexico Constitution say? What does the law say? You're an elected official. So it shouldn't matter what side of the aisle you are on if there is a clear and distinct breaking of the law. So it it shouldn't be difficult if we put the pressure on our legislators because someone said it earlier exactly right. 
she's lame duck. She's done. You want to maintain your seat? You better jump on board because you know this is wrong. We need to get people to start reaching across the aisle. We need people to go to some Black Lives Matter guys. Because I know that I, I talked to them a couple of times. You know, they're, they they weren't really Black Lives Matter. They were something New Mexico. You know, a lot of those people but, are just misguided. Yeah. Not, you know. <laughs> but I'll tell you. They, talk to them. They, and it's like they believe a lot of the same stuff we do. Yep. And that's what I was saying is we need to get those people mobilized. We have to reach over to them and say, guys, this isn't just like Rose said. This isn't a left and right thing. This is your life. Mm-hmm. Do you want to be yeah. able to save your life and not die tomorrow? Or do you want... Yep. In, and have a long life and have your children have a long life and use their own stupid argument against them this sounds racist to me yeah it is black, a racist the black people are the ones that are supposedly I'm, getting killed the most so they want to disarm you it's like well it sounds pretty racist it is well she is racist she <laughs> is. do you know what she's done to our native american population in new mexico oh yeah she's locked them all up she's still they still aren't allowed to come out yeah. you know that right yeah they I, have I've to get that. paperwork it's like before the 70s again it's like internment camps. It's internment camps. They've, it really is. They've turned the reservations into internment camps. Right. <laughs> it's just unbelievable. Yeah. Most firearms laws historically were racially based. Yep. They were yep. never intended to be enforced against good white folks. Yep. Um, California. The carrying of a loaded firearm in a public place, the first offense, is a misdemeanor. The carrying of a dirk or dagger which is still, after 170-some-odd years, not well-defined. I, I can't describe it, but I'll know one when I see one, to borrow somebody's comment about pornography. First offense, carrying a dirk or dagger, felony. Bang. Why? White men carried guns. Mexicans and the Chinese carried knives. So, you know, a lot of it is, is pure, straight-up racially uh, motivated. A lot of it comes out of the immediate post-Civil War period. And we lost sight of that. And an awful lot of people who might be on our side need to be reminded of just how racist those things were historically, where they started, why they started, and how they've been used. And now they're being used against everybody. Because this isn't going to discriminate. This is going to be anybody who gets stopped by a state cop in Bernalillo County is liable to be hooked up in this. And, you know, yes, it's a misdemeanor. But could it be construed to be the kind of misdemeanor that could cost you your right to carry a firearm? Maybe. Well, not only the right to carry your firearm. But think of all the people that I, I can think of dozens off the top of my head that hold security clearance. Mm, right. Yep. You know, you, put, you have a firearm. You have a firearm violation. I don't care what level it is. Exactly. You're exactly. going to have to declare. You are going to absolutely have to declare. One of the things that I, I tell people all the time when I do my pitch for the New Mexico Shooting Sports Association is... We do a lot. We lobby very successfully in in Santa Fe and have been very successful over the last several sessions. But we can't do it alone. We require everybody that this affects, whether they're gun owners, whether they're gun carriers or not, to get on board 
and make a noise. And even if you know that your representative is staunchly anti-gun, call them, email them, let them know, because somebody in their office has got a piece of paper with two columns. One is for, one is against. And they put check marks in those boxes. And if the against a particular piece of anti-gun legislation gets more checks than the four, this is going to be noticed. Each one of those against is a potential no vote for this person when they are going to run for election next. They need to be reminded of the fact that their careers rise and fall on our favor, that they serve at our pleasure. Yeah, and there's an election... You know, our 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 uh, listener Peggy says everyone is going to watch New Mexico to see what happens, and if she gets away with this, all the states are at risk. That is true. Exactly, you and know, that is true. Mm-hmm. New Mexico is and, the petri dish Becca, to, to you, test all the stuff. Becca, we spoke about this the last time mm-hmm. we did. I was on your show. I all the New Mexicans I know, I just don't under. I, I shake my head. Um, why do you comply? We talked about this. When, I know. I've been asking. COVID, I've been scratching my when, head on that for the last three years. During yeah, during COVID, about the masks, you know, because we would travel back and forth to Texas, and it was like going to a concentration camp coming over here. Oh yeah, it's I a mean, creepy place. You felt it. You felt it when you came across the border from Texas, and then you know, I just get out of my car, I go to Albertsons, whatever, and talk about stare down dog-eyed looking at you because I'm like, what are you looking at? Well, I'm the only one without a mask on. Sorry, you know, I, I remember during the, height of the, during the height of the scamdemic, I went to Amarillo just to escape it for the weekend. <laughs> and I, I went there, spent the no weekend lie. in Amarillo, and I remember the day I was coming back, and I stopped at the, at the information center right after crossing over the New Mexico state line, and the creepiness was right there at the welcome center. It's like, I kid you not, as soon as you crossed over the state line, the creepiness began. I mean... You're exactly I, right. I, I, you know, I talked I, I talked about this the other day when I was on my road trip and I was in South Dakota and I and I was talking about how much I have how I have began to hate this state. I absolutely hate living in this state. This place absolutely sucks. And and the first I know, chance and, I the first good you, opportunity I get to get out of here I will be gone. I know, but I got to tell you something about this and and this is where I mean, Becca, you know my husband as conservative as he is. Oh, absolutely. But this is his home state. And he said, what happens if we all leave? Then what happens? They win. And I don't know about you, but I don't want them to win. I don't and either. I don't want yeah, to have to but you know, take Ro, everything out of New Mexico. I am exhausted. I don't want to have to do that. No, I agree. And I hear that. And everybody you know, is. I have been... You, you know, and a lot of other people know, I have been fighting harder than most people, uh, you know, most people have been fighting. And I've been doing it for the last three years, and I am tired. And, and it's starting and to wear on me emotionally. Not enough. You're right. You're tired because there's not enough of people helping you push the boulder up the hill. Yeah. You're exactly Oh, yeah. Right. A little bit of backup would be really, really encouraging. It's, you're, it's you're exactly shrugged. right. 
It's Atlas shrugged. Atlas, Atlas, shrugged, Atlas yeah. is shrugging. Yeah, Atlas shrugged. And and yeah. you ask what will happen if everybody leaves. A state is a failed. The state, I believe, now is a failed state. Just yeah. anyway, and based upon what she did. To oh, the it's just hanging COVID. on by a thread yeah, right now. Yeah. But but people had asked. People asked. You you had said specifically what to do if we are stopped. If you're stopped, and this is the this is the thing about this whole this illegality of this law. Okay, so you're stopped. You get pulled over for you went on the white line or something, and you know, and whoever pulls you over, you're at the, their mercy, right? So you give them your, uh, whether you're in your car or not, you're going to give them your driver's license, and and I I would advise you as an attorney to just give them your your concealed carry license also because you're not want to think that you're hiding anything from them. You don't want them to think you're hiding because. They're going to know anyway, and then if they go back there and they say, oh, you didn't give me your concealed carry license, you just gave me this, what are you hiding, kind of thing. And so, and I was taught by my concealed carry instructor that I should hand both mm-hmm. if I if I were ever stopped. And uh, so I, that's what I follow. But um, the problem you've got with this is that, okay, you're pulled over for, like, not using your turn signal. Okay, you're either going to get a warning or a ticket. But and they're not going to get you out of the car. But with this, the reasonable suspicion, which in New Mexico you have to have a reasonable suspicion. We're talking about probable cause, but first thing is reasonable suspicion. Reasonable suspicion is not a hunch. It's got to be an articulable suspicion that right. you are about to commit a crime or a crime has just been committed. Right. Okay. So. Uh, they're re- under this unconstitutional, illegal edict that, that she's pronounced upon us. Uh, the reasonable suspicion is you have a license. Correct. So that is enough to start making inquiry, to start mm-hmm. saying, um, you know, do you have this weapon? Where is your weapon? Um, what, right, what? because now you're subject to right. lying to a police officer, right? right. And right. I mean, how many? Here, here is what's funny. Before, is you, before marijuana became legal, you know, everybody worried about that being in your car, and if a cop asked you about that, and if you lied about it, well, now. I can have a bunch of marijuana, but I can't have my license <laughs> and my gun, but I can have a joint. Right, right. But but it's like, is it, can you, um, Derek is asking, could you remain silent? Yes, you could. But the mere fact that you have a concealed carry license is going to give that officer enough reasonable suspicion to start looking through your stuff, to start to get a warrant oh, okay. to so get into your car. Well, and, and Elizabeth, I want to yeah. add what, what Derek was saying there. If you choose to take the fifth, yeah. okay, just like refusing to take a breathalyzer, I'm guessing that you will immediately be arrested. You would probably be arrested. Mm-hmm. Um, if you complied... If you complied, this would depend on the cop. The cop could, the the police officer could, if they don't want to do anything, they could see you have a concealed carry license and they could just give you, they could just say, oh, you know, be more careful next time. Here you go, ma'am. And not do anything. If That's if they don't want to because do Because it's their choice to ask you whether or not you currently have a firearm on you. Right. It's they their, can, they right. can choose not to ask the question. Right. Uh, sure, but let's hope that she doesn't tell them you've got a quota. I want this many. 
We don't know what she's told right. them. We don't know what right. the plan is. But, if but what a, if they have a quota? But if it's a sheriff or a city police officer, they're you're more likely that they don't. They're not going to care. See, that's what I'm but, asking. Right, about, is the sheriff right. Or the but police. Or... But if you might have a chance of not being arrested, if you you could be summoned in. Uh, that's the, that's up to them whether they want to arrest you or not. But she, the way she was talking on, in her lovely statement was sort of like she wants to arrest everybody and just stick them all in jail or that's somewhere. What she said, like like the I hate the former, but the jails are already so jam packed full. I don't know how they're going to. She's going to jam pack them full of concealed carriers. Yeah, it's just crazy. So yeah, and but, the judges and the judges yeah. know that too. But but I would say if you are asked to get out of your vehicle, comply. Do get out of your vehicle. Do not resist. Do not run away. If they say they're going to arrest you, be compliant. Do not pose because then you'll pick up another charge of resisting. Oh, we've seen a lot of yeah. people get shot and yeah. killed. For that, resisting. Right, but resisting in itself is is separate because what the law says is you have your civil if you are illegally arrested, you have your civil remedies. But if you resist, the resisting charge will stand. So I advise people do not resist, just go along with it and then in, and then go for your civil remedies as well as your criminal remedies, your criminal defenses later. Sure. Although we have seen across the in Albuquerque, but also across the nation, um, resist can be a matter of opinion, right? I don't think I'm resisting, but an officer can use any excuse he wants to say you're resisting. The thing is that with body cams and dash cams, it's a whole lot harder to get away with stuff that was pretty common 20, 30 years ago. And a lot of cops know that. They are a lot more And a lot careful. of cops just conveniently don't turn them on either. Well, a lot, yeah. of, them, a lot of them are automatically, are automatically uh, activated as soon as basically... They can shut they off the, the sound. They can, yeah, they can, they can sometimes silence. And that's been upheld by the courts yes. because... Uh, Privacy. They don't want certain things uh, of personal information out there... Um, Loose. Well, and and the other thing about that, uh, about the video thing, interesting, interestingly enough, is um, you can wear a camera, too. You can oh, yeah. buy similar camera systems, put it on your person, put it on your vehicle. Yes. You then have documentation. And if they take it or lose it, man, you just make sure you have the receipt, you know, that you, you had this thing, you recorded it. And if they destroy it, man, that's going to get them in trouble, not you in trouble. One would like to think so. On the other hand, we all three of us have personal knowledge that what could be construed as vital evidence um, was supposedly logged into evidence and miraculously disappeared. <laughs> just and disappeared. nothing right. happened. Right. But you, c- mm-hmm. I would say better yet, live stream it. Yeah. That way yeah. you can't... We need to have a lot of live streamers right. yeah, live, tomorrow. Yeah, live right. stream it. But, um, but I, I would say, you know, um, 
you and you can ask. You can ask the officer. If the officer's going to arrest you, say, "Officer, you know, I'm complying, and I'm I have, you know, I'm behaving legally. I believe this to be an illegal law. Can you please summons me in?" If you ask, then it may put that in the officer's mind because the officer doesn't want to. He's got a lot of paperwork to do if he <laughs> if he takes you and and arrests and you right has then. To drive you all the way to MDC. And he has to drive you all the way to MDC. It's a yeah. lot better if he just summons you in because you're going to show up. You're you're a concealed carrier. You've gone to the. He knows that you're obeying the law already. That that she's now made us outlaws with. Well, and that's another that's another interesting <laughs> question that I have, is the state issues these, right, so she's right. saying mm-hmm. no to something she and the department has issued us. Right. So how mm-hmm. is it that you can say, oh, I suspended, but I issued you it, it, and you and it's valid. It's like suspending my license for doing nothing wrong but driving my car. Right, but she's doing exactly. she's doing it, right. and she's doing it based upon some. Magic a lie. numbers. Well, she made. They made up these numbers for this quote public health emergency. There has to be X number of murders and X number of X numbers of violent crime. I don't. I don't know. I just. Well, she made how it up. That. Okay. So has that worked in the city of Chicago? No. There's well, yeah, right. sixty-five murders a weekend in the city right. of Chicago, and all this is, is going to do County. is make more murders. And I've got a question okay. here. <clears throat> How many of those crimes were committed by concealed carry holder uh, permit holders? None. Exactly. <laughs> so why None. are we being punished? Correct. That's why, my problem why are here. Law-abiding citizens being punished because she can't keep and catch crooks. Well, that's, you know, that's if we true. just followed the laws that are already in place. Yeah, but they if we just had. They never do. They never have. This right, is one of those, and that leads us to why things, we are where we are. This is one of those things that when I carried a badge really got me because I would go to the, the, the effort of making an arrest on somebody, and I had, I had reasonable suspicion. I may even have had probable cause. I wrote a report. I put it into the system, and... Many times before the ink was dry on the report I wrote, the guy was back out on the street. So that's disheartening, but it's been happening for 30, 40 years at least. And it's not going to stop until the people who are in charge of the criminal justice system actually do something about it. And they don't seem inclined to do that. So they take it out on us. The interesting thing is the question that, that, uh, that Becca posed. Statistically speaking, the uh, uh, number of crimes committed by licensed carriers is significantly lower than the number of crimes committed by police officers. Misuse of mm-hmm. firearms, misuse of force. That's not to someone who is a cop and a trainer of cops. A comforting thing to think about, but it's true. Um, concealed handgun handgun carriers probably are the, are the most law-abiding people in the country. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, for us to be penalized because the system has failed to keep violent criminals, violent repeat offending criminals, locked up and away from us, where they can't prey on us. 
uh, to put that burden on us is just morally wrong. And, but that's and, a liberal agenda. And, 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 a typical and constitutionally agenda. insupportable. Well, I mean, Rose, I'd like to ask you, what do you think the angle that she's playing here? What do you think her angle is? Um, power, control, because it's you're right. She's a lame duck. What does this get her? Is this, you know, is this is she looking at what her next political yep. See, agenda I'm, is? Like yeah, that's what here? that's what I'm really thinking. I really think this is just BS as always, and it's it's trying for something bigger. It could be that right, but think about this. Also, the good the old saying, you know, watch the hand on my right with the shiny thing so you don't see what's really happening on the other hand. Right. Well, maybe, that could be it, too. Maybe she wants to go to work for Bloomberg in every town, or maybe she wants to go be a lobbyist. Or maybe, I, watch, I mean, you know, there's, it, it's definitely for something else. I think like there's, there's a, something to make this attention. I think there's a certain amount of bruised ego here. She's been trying ever since she got elected to lead the state legislature to pass laws criminalizing a lot of the things that she doesn't like, guns being one of them. And it's been a failure. She's basically managed to get two laws that impinge on firearms ownership passed. One of them was the red flag law, which is hardly ever used. Do you want food for McDonald's? And the other one was um, the Benny Hargrove Act. Nobody that I knew would have bet against that bill being passed because it was, you'll pardon the expression, for the children. And that's the, that's the tune she's playing now. I think she wants to be seen to have done something to bring her agenda about. And the agenda of disarming the populace has been a hobby horse she's ridden her entire, her entire time as governor. And she's failed to get the legislature to, act, legislature to act. So she's doing exactly what Biden's done. They haven't gotten the legislature in Washington to really move to do anything since the uh, assault weapons ban in 94, which sunsetted a, a decade later. And uh, that's just one of those things. They don't want to lose. And this is one of those they, they've lost legislatively. So they're trying to achieve by executive fiat um, what they couldn't do by passing laws. And if that's the only way they can do it, damn it, they're going to do it that way so that they're not looking to be uh, wrong. Yeah, I'll tell you what, New Mexico, if she gets away with this, you guys are exactly right. The rest of the country is watching. What are those people going to do? Are they just going to put out the red carpet and let her walk right over you? What are you going to do? Well, because I mean, the rest of the country is watching. Yeah. We're, you know, we're mounting a number of things. There's a, a, a number of prongs in the fork that we're trying to stick in her. Um, tines, if you're going to talk about dinner forks. Prongs, if you're going to talk about hey, pay, pay a forks. She's being sued. I mean, that's, there's no two ways about that. She will be sued. 
There's already a, a lawsuit that has been drawn up and is waiting to be served in uh, federal district court early this coming week. Um, many more will follow. I am sure that most of the gun rights groups, uh, from everything I hear, uh, almost all of them will probably file suits as soon as they have people with standing, which means that some poor benighted SOB is going to have to be charged with this uh, so they have standing in court. I think ultimately she will lose. I think she will probably lose the first time it hits federal court. I think there will be a temporary injunction against enforcement. I think that it goes to the next step. And I think that they will see, uh, as they've done in a couple of other cases in other districts, that the case on the, on the side of the plaintiffs is likely to be proven in their favor. And I think this is a, a pretty clear case. This is unconstitutional on the face of it. You don't have to be a constitutional scholar to read the relevant section of the New Mexico Constitution and go, oh, she can't do this. This violates the Constitution. Bang. Let me, let me ask this about um, a question. So does this violate our civil rights? Is this a civil right issue? Because wouldn't it be wonderful to approach the ACLU and force them to eat their own words and say, you need to represent us because this is a civil, you know, a, a civil right that I have and ACLU supports civil rights actions. So now we're going to turn around as law abiding citizens who did nothing um, you need to represent us. The ACLU helps those they want to help, and I would I would feel like uh, my feeling would be that we will get no help from the ACLU on this particular issue. If we had, uh, and and it, whether it violates our civil rights or not, they're not going to help us. If I don't we had, I would a, be a, very surprised if they. If did. we had a plaintiff in this case that was a that's the thirty days woman of color. Single mother. <laughs> yes, um, yes, yeah. Woman of color, single mother. Lesbian. Lesbian. Yeah, trans, 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 a trans, trans lesbian. Don't forget trans. A trans um, lesbian. They might. Yeah. But Any volunteers was... Any volunteers out there? <laughs> I'll say I'm a woman. Every, yeah, I'm every, a woman. Every exception you could think of. I'll say it. I, I'll, do it. I mean, I'll do it. I'll do it. I can't throw really heavy stones at the ACLU on some levels because... Well, they did come out against the red flag bill in this state. Yeah. When I was uh, considerably younger, uh, I went to Alabama to register voters. And uh, we ran afoul of a rather, um, how should I put this, racist government in the state of Alabama. And uh, we came before a judge charged not with, uh, you know, parading without a permit or anything like that. We were charged with sedition, attempting to overthrow the, overthrow the, uh, the state of Alabama. And ACLU subpoenaed practically every cop in the state. And uh, the judge called us in the chambers, called our attorneys in the chambers. ACLU uh, sent down lawyers from Atlanta. And uh, they went into chambers, and the judge came back out. Our attorneys came back out to our table. 
And um, the judge said, I'm dismissing the charges laid against you, although I believe that you are guilty of them. My condition is that you do not ever darken the borders of the state of Alabama because I will reopen this. I am dismissing it without prejudice. And uh, so we were all free. I owe that to the ACLU. I lived in fear when I got drafted that I would end up doing basic training in Alabama and some redneck cop would go, I know you, boy. I know you. I'm going to go tell I'm going to go tell the judge you're here. Didn't happen. I, I did basic in New Jersey. But that's, you know, that's the kind of thing. ACLU occasionally comes down on the right side. But I don't think they would do it for the majority of gun owners in this state. If they found the perfect person, they might. They might take it on as a civil rights issue. But there are a lot of people who do not believe that um, white folks, white males especially, um, can have their civil rights infringed upon. Doesn't yeah. happen. We yeah. have white privilege, don't you know? That's white right. We, we have white privilege. Oh, and, and I would like to give right. a story about supposed white privilege. You want? In my you want to life. tell? You know, hey, I, I was just th- kind of thinking. It's like we're obviously not doing the continuum tonight. Looks like we're doing a Second Amendment marathon, and I'm okay. Yeah, with, I think so. I, I'm okay with that because I'm kind of thinking I want to do a, a I want to do my Second Amendment monologue. What do you think? You guys yeah. want to hear it? I think you yeah. should. Amen. I, amen. Let's I'll do let it. you guys go. I'll let another caller come on so I can listen to the rest of the show. I appreciate you guys. Okay. Me if you haven't heard hey, my, thank my you, Rose. Tell people to watch us right now. Yeah. If you haven't heard my Second uh, Amendment monologue, I'm going to do that next. Awesome. And I'll maybe I'll listening. even do my monologue on what the meaning of well regulated is because that's a really good one, too. Yeah. Yeah. I, you guys I, I'm really night. fired up tonight. Okay. Thank you, Ro. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. Amen, sister. Testify. You better testify tonight. Testify. That's what we're doing, you know. You know, we've got consistent we've had consistent watchers all night, you know. Yeah, constantly. this is we've gotten a lot more this time than I've seen in a while. Yeah, this is turning into something more than I thought it was going to be, but that's great. Well, okay. and I'm looking forward to replays too. Yes, I am. So, the second amendment. Here we go. So uh, I, I originally did this when the legislature was convening, and that's when I was talking about this. Um, the founding fathers of our great constitutional republic saw this coming. By the way, the United States is not a democracy, as you so often hear the idiots in the media, and even the politicians claiming. Politicians are supposed to be to, supposed to understand the Constitution our country was built upon. And by the way, this includes both Democrats and Republicans. After all, they do take an oath to defend and protect the Constitution of the United States and the Constitution of the state in which they represent. The U.S. Constitution, which was drafted in 1783, was then written for the purpose of strengthening the central government. Many people in early America opposed the idea of a strong central government. I think their fears were right, as we see the federal government grabbing more power every day and the tiny tyrant in Albuquerque, in in Santa Fe. All while driving our country further into a state of bankruptcy. I don't believe many people realize that nearly every time a new bill is passed, more of our freedom is taken away. 
Not to mention each of us being relieved of more of our hard-earned money. And in this case, wasting an enormous amount of our time and taxpayer money on this ridiculous, law-breaking violation of the Constitution and the law, in which we will have to fight in court, which will cost money. The writers in favor of the U.S. Constitution found themselves faced with a new challenge shortly after writing it. That would be ratification. They needed two-thirds of the original 13 states to agree to adopt the new document as the rule of the land. Having recently broken away from what they saw as the tyranny of Great Britain, individuals were protective of their freedom and touchy about any infringement on private liberties. Moreover, each state had questions and concerns specific to its individual needs, in addition to not wanting to cede power to the federal government. For some time, it appeared that the country would break apart rather than come to a united agreement on the powers of the central government. In order to address these issues, the Founding Fathers wrote up a Bill of Rights that specified protections for individuals and for states. These first ten amendments were included with the rest of the document, which was finally ratified in 1791, and played a big role in securing the two-thirds majority needed to ratify the U.S. Constitution. Most of the points in the Bill of Rights deal with the freedoms and rights of individuals accused of breaking the laws, yet the Second Amendment, the second point on the Bill of Rights, deals directly with gun ownership. So why did the founders consider it necessary to include this in such an important document? Even though the words in the Second Amendment are very clear and straightforward, there are those to this day that continue to try to distort their meaning. Why was the Second Amendment created? The American Revolution started in part because of taxation issues. By the way, this dispute was simply over a tax on tea. These people of the time were far less tolerant of -of out-of-control government than people of today are. The colonists protested against what they perceived as unfair and oppressive treatment. While the British response was to stop the the importation of firearms to the New World, in retaliation, colonists began to smuggle guns in from Europe, stockpiling extras for a day when they would need them to fight the increasing vindictive crown. As you might remember from history classes, that is, if you even had a history class in your school, tensions rose until the British sent troops to quell insurrection, only to find an unanticipated organized response. Beginning in Boston, the revolution was the first of its kind in history. It was known as a shot heard around the world. In today's show, we're going to, well... Yeah, I'll just read the whole thing. In today's show, we're going to talk a lot about the fight for our very critical right to keep and bear arms. So I'm going to start by talking about the words in the Second Amendment and exactly what each word means. The Second Amendment was not written for the purpose of hunting or target shooting. It was originally conceived as a limitation on the power of the federal government. I'll start by refreshing everybody on what the Second Amendment to our U.S. Constitution Bill of Rights says. The Second Amendment, a well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. So let's break this down and talk about the words contained in this very important amendment. What is well-regulated? 
the modern definition and the definition of the time the Constitution was written are very different. I previously did a show in which I referred to the writings of the time that illustrated what I'm talking about. It's a good one. Check it out. Maybe I'll do it during our little uh, marathon we're apparently doing here. The modern meaning of well-regulated has been redefined to mean controlled or supervised to conform to rules, regulations, or tradition. The meaning of the time meant that something was proficient, well-trained, or in good working order. The attacks on the Second Amendment by those that seek to violate our freedom often use a misinterpretation of this term to justify their claims. Unfortunately, since many people nowadays are ignorant to history, the criminals making these cases get away with their lies. Is it making more sense to you now why there is so much of an effort to erase history? What is a militia? Well, in today's understanding, it is an armed group of radical extremists, or the government of today even tries to say it is the National Guard. In the time of the Founding Fathers, it was an army composed of ordinary citizens rather than professional soldiers. It certainly, certainly not an arm of the government. Then there's the part that says, being necessary... To security, to the security of a free state. What's a free state? The freedom fighters of the time understood this to mean a free country, free of despotism, that would tend to support the individual rights view of the amendment. The people would then more easily be read as referring to a right of the people as individuals. A right is justified by public interest much as the term people is understood in the First and Fourth Amendments. The right would cover people regardless of whether or not they were enrolled in a state-chosen defensive force, since the right would be unrelated to preserving the independence of the states, and it would apply to all Americans, whether in states or in D.C. What is a right? This This one's extremely important. I talk about this all the time. Because we're talking about an amendment contained in the Bill of Rights, not the Bill of Privileges given by the government. You guys are making way too much noise over there. (laughs) The Declaration of Independence eloquently communicates those truths that are the foundation by which the Constitution is built upon. The document proclaims clearly that rights do not come from men. They come from a creator. That creator said the Founding Fathers in their collective wisdom, is the God of the Old and New Testaments. Of 15,000 writings of the 55 men who signed the Constitution, including newspaper articles, pamphlets, and books, the Bible, especially the Book of Deuteronomy, contributed 34% of all direct quotations. When indirect citations were included, over half of all quotations were derived from the Bible. Who are the people? That would be you and I, the individuals that are legal citizens of the United States of America. Keep and bear arms. The meanings of these words mean the same thing they always have. According to Merriam-Webster, to keep is to retain in one's possession or power. That means on your person, anywhere in this country, concealed or not concealed, in your car or any place you call home. To bear is to be equipped or furnished with. What is an arm? 
It's not only the thing attached to your shoulder, which can also be used as a weapon, but it is any weapon that can be used as a means of offense or defense. This means a gun of any kind, even an AR-15, or something that can hold 100 rounds of ammo, a cannon, a club, a stun gun, or any weapon that could be conceived in the future, shall not be infringed. This is the most important part. Shall is a term used in laws, regulations, or directives to express what is mandatory. It had this meaning when the Constitution was written, and it still means the same thing today. Shall you will find all over the Constitution. It's a very powerful word. Infringe is what politicians are doing when they try to modify or suspend a right. This term means to encroach upon in a way that violates law or the rights of another. The New Mexico State Constitution Bill of Rights echoes almost exactly what the U.S. Constitution states, or at least it used to. Section 6, Right to Bear Arms, reads like this. No law shall abridge the right of the citizen to keep and bear arms for security and defense. No law, noticed, and certainly no mandate or some illegal order by a tyrannical governor. Well, she's claiming it's a law. <clears throat> right. For lawful hunting and recreational use and for other lawful purposes, which means you're not killing somebody with it uh, and committing a crime. But nothing herein shall be held to permit the carrying of concealed weapons. Now that part sounds like an abridgment to me, and that was what they added to it, which completely wipes out... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the the spirit of the whole thing. No municipality or county shall regulate in any way an incident of the right to keep and bear arms, which just kind of contradicts that last thing that they stuck in there, as amended November 2, 1971 and November 2, 1986. Why did the people of New Mexico allow the right to keep and bear arms to be modified in amendments that were added in 1971 and 1986? The modifications put limitations on the right, (laughs) which apparently means that the government, I lost my track there, oh, there we go, of New Mexico believes that the government knows better than the creator. (laughs) Like in New Mexico, the attacks on our right to keep and bear arms began years ago in 1837 when Georgia tried to ban handguns. That was found unconstitutional by the state Supreme Court and thrown out. In 1865, they tried to pass a law preventing black people from having guns. In 1927, the U.S. Congress passed the Miller Act, a law banning the mailing of concealed weapons. And the real infringement started with the passing of the National Firearms Act of 1934, regulating the manufacture, sale, and possession of fully automatic firearms like submachine guns is approved by Congress. The infringement continued from there, and it has gone to the point in which the meaning of what a right is seems to elude all the politicians running our government. Do rights still exist in the United States of America? Do they exist in New Mexico? Generations of Americans have lived in security and freedom because our leaders have generally been faithful to the belief that nature's God, the Creator, imbued all people with unalienable rights, including the right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. 
Our leaders are now aligned with the agenda of the WEF, the WHO, the globalist, and those pushing for a one-world government, one-world religion, and the new world order. Individual rights are not compatible with the agenda of the left's agenda. In a quote by James Madison, he said, I believe there are more instances of the abridgment of freedom of the people by gradual and silent encroachments by those in power than by violent and sudden usurpations. There you go. That's it's as second time I've heard that, remember? I was on when you read that. I like that one. It's so good. Well, the, the thing that we have to remember, the guys that wrote this feared a standing army almost as much as they feared the British. The standing armies like we have today were anathema to them. And their idea was that there would be a citizen militia who in times of trouble, like the British invading in 1812, would rally to the call, bring their arms, and fight the enemy. Um, so, Which at that few, time was the government. Well, it was the government, the government in England specifically. Mm-hmm. Which was the government. Right. Um, so in, in that, you have history and tradition, as Bruin says. Um, we got away from that. We've had standing armies since basically World War I. Uh, we had a draft for a good long period of time. Also, anathema to the founders. Um, the idea was that the people would be able to defend themselves, their communities, the nation, the republic, um, with arms that they were... Uh, well-regulated in the use of. They trained, they drilled. There was an organized militia which more or less followed a certain amount of of things like the National Guard used to. And then there was the unorganized militia, which was everybody else, male, 18 to 55 years of age. Exactly. And their drilling frequently enough consisted of nothing more than marching around the churchyard and holding turkey shoots Uh, after services on a given Sunday. Yep. They all knew how to use weapons because they used firearms to uh, To put food on the table and defend themselves from the people who perhaps had lawful right to the land and they were squatting on, but that's another story. So we've gotten to a point today where we have this, this huge standing army with weapons that were not at, at all envisioned back then. The basic idea was that our militiamen should be as well-armed as any member of a standing European army. Meaning even nukes. No. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just joking. I mean, the idea was the basic infantrymen. Yeah, no, I I, I agree. By that standard, the AR-15 is an inadequate weapon. Yeah, actually... At this point? Because it's not going to penetrate armor. We it's well, that's not the point. We don't send our troops on our, our neo-colonial expeditions all over the world with semi-automatic only firearms. We haven't done that since the M14. 
which was capable of fully automatic fire if it was set up that way. But the Army didn't trust people to use them in fully automatic because they were very hard to control. I instructed on the M14 and OCS. So the idea is that all of us who own AR-15 should really have M4s. Yeah, that'd be nice. Arguably, we should all be able, if we were so inclined to have uh, M249 saws or M240 medium machine guns. Yep. Um, Those of us who really had a lot of money could have an M250 caliber air-cooled machine gun. Mm. The ammunition costs more than the gun. (laughs) Well, and the thing of the matter is that there was a time when you could own those things, and they weren't really all that expensive. 1986, the one of the most ironically named laws came into being. Talk about infringement. The Firearms Owners Protection Act, 1986. Before it was actually released as a law, they handed this thing called the Hughes Amendment, which made the personal civilian ownership of fully automatic weapons that were not registered prior to a date in the month of May, May 19th, I think, um, no longer transferable. Weapons before that that were on the registry under the National Firearms Act of 1934 could legally be owned, and they weren't really all that expensive. At the time the 1934 NFA was passed, the tax to possess one of these fully automatic weapons and certain other weapons was $200, which in 1934 was a bunch of money. It was basically the price of a Thompson submachine gun. Yeah. And those things are really heavy. They're heavy. They're slow. They're extremely expensive to manufacture. Um, Not all that badly. Um, I have trigger time on a Thompson. Um, but they weren't all that expensive. The interesting thing is that that $200 tax, which was a lot in, 19, in, in 1934, is still what you have to pay if you can transfer a already registered transferable machine gun. However, on May 20th, the day after the Hughes Amendment became effective, the price of uh, an M16 fairly common, which was probably 1500 or so dollars, <clears throat> went up by a factor of at least 10, and then quickly even further, and they now go for about 20 grand. Yep. And rarer ones, uh, especially stuff that was not made in great quantity, or was made right on the cusp of when they stopped importing them, Chapman in 68, um, go for even more. You get a, a relatively recently manufactured uh, machine gun imported from Europe before 68 took effect, and uh, they only imported a, a couple hundred of them. We're talking six figures. I know people who own guns like that. I know people who own 50 caliber machine guns. Yep. Somebody that I follow on YouTube in Texas has got one mounted on a, a mount in the back of his Toyota pickup truck. Now that's really cool. That sounds, 
<laughs> and the funny thing is that he drives it. Prepped. He drives it around the area he lives in, around Bernie, Texas, and nobody blinks an eye. Really? You know who he is? Yeah, because they know him. That's yeah. right. That's yeah. the thing that's about a like, oh, it says that guy. That's Matt. Um, well, and that's the thing about a community, like you were saying, and and a, and a well-regulated militia and a de- and an unregulated militia, like you were explaining, is you would help the community, and this guy could help the community one day, or there could be an issue where you have. I mean, I'm telling you, people would think there'd be no reason for a 50 caliber to be used in a situation. Yeah. There's a lot of reasons that I could point out in a law enforcement way or other way that you might need to use it. The, the law enforcement have more than a few 50 caliber semi-automatic Barrett of course. rifles. They're not machine guns, but they're semi-automatic rifles. They fire the same round as the M2 machine gun. Well, you can disable a vehicle. Can it's disable a vehicle. They're good against uh, as an anti-materiel. Anti-materiel. Thing, yeah. You know, breaking through walls and stuff like that. Right. There are reasons why they can be reasonably deployed. Right. If that gun's not being used criminally, you know, if he's not going around uh, potting at the local citizenry, who cares? Exactly. That's the guy you trust and you get behind when something really bad happens, like and, war or and, something, and, in and, my opinion. Well, I wanted to challenge Jamie. I mean, and I, you want to take the ahead. mic there? Ahead, yeah, yeah. Jamie's right. I don't want anybody to think that I'm right in this situation, but it doesn't stop me from challenging, okay? Very rarely do I challenge anything based on emotion. But I am going to challenge him when you said I want a nuke. Because <laughs> my government has one, I'm with him. Okay, and and I, Jamie, I I think we had this discussion a long time ago at a Denny's or an IHOP or somewhere. But you were right then, and you're going to be right again today. And I'm not going to argue that you're not right. But God bless America. The whole reason, <laughs> the whole reason that we have, in my opinion, the Second Amendment is to stop. A president that threatens us yes. with F-15s, with F-15s, yeah. with nukes, with bombs. I, I basically, basically, what what? If what, I had one, I think he'd be like, "Hmm, he can get me back." Ba- basically, what Creepy Joe was saying when he threatened us with F-15s, he is basically saying, "You know, you might have your AR-15s and stuff like that, but I'm just going to strafe you from the air and take can, you can out." Can I ask a question? Can you the, believe shoot. our president would say that about no. an Ameri- the American public? Well, listen to what our governor. Imagine if Trump would have said something like that. On a regular basis, at the nonsense that comes out of these people's mouths, believe me on that. But I would like to ask the the people in this room who are much more knowledgeable about weapons than I am. I'm always trying to learn, but you know, I I did buy an AR-15. I I will publicly disclose on this show that I I, have one. I I lost my weapons in a boating accident. Yes, several years ago. Tragic. There seemed to be. I'm really sorry to hear that. I think mine were on that same boat. There's a there was a rash epidemic of these uh, accidents. (laughs) I I did notice, but I well, my dog took it and buried it and it rotted. I was tragically struck by one of these accidents, and and um, unfortunately, I I sit here today telling you that I no longer have that weapon. (laughs) Um, So my... (laughs) 
My question to the two of you, or the, the four of you who probably know a hell of a lot more about an AR-15 than I do, is... I was told very early on that this was a weapon for killing squirrels, that this was the, the most effective weapon for killing squirrels, rabbits, um, really small game, um, because that's the, the, the caliber of, of bullet that we're shooting through these things. You know, that, no, that no, is such so a misconception. A mis- okay, yeah. Let me answer that one. Okay. The, the power of, of, of a two two three round... Is, is far more than a like a, a 22 long rifle or something like that it's like huge difference oh my god I've got I've got a, I've got a rifle that shoots 22 longs and it's like bang you know it's like you don't even need to wear headphones <laughs> yeah to you shoot. don't have it's to like wear a, ear protection. it's like a cap gun yeah. you know but you shoot the AR-15 you're not wearing some ear protection yeah it's gonna make your ears ring it's got a lot more horsepower you know it's got a lot more velocity and so it's the velo- it's not just the size of the round but it's the velocity of the round that yes. does the damage well because it tumbles so once it hits yeah. the body it's actually designed to tumble to make more damage sure. in the body to put him down yeah, the, the round is inherently unstable. Yes. The two two three, which is what the AR-15, the M16, the M4 are chambered in, or 5.56 millimeter if you're a metric person, was derived from the, the uh, two twenty two Remington, which was a varmint cartridge. And it was used that against was things like, it was used against things, well, see, squirrels aren't strictly speaking varmints. Right. Uh, we're talking woodchucks, badgers, uh, yeah, the marmots, bigger ones. big ground squirrels, porcupines, coyotes, great coyote round, great coyote round. How much wood would a woodchuck chuck if a woodchuck could chuck wood? <laughs> That's the question I have for you, Jamie. <laughs> one round, one round of a two twenty two, and he would not be chucking no wood no more. <laughs> no more chucking of wood. Correct. <laughs> chuck would be done. Yeah. So. But I was correct. I threw you off there, didn't I, Jamie? You're correct that the that yes, the two two three was the varmint cartridge, but but they found. Go ahead. Two two three is not legal in a lot of states to take deer. Yes. You can probably use it in California because aside from muleys, California's most predominant deer species are Pacific Coast black-tailed deer, which are about the size of a good-sized Great Dane. Um, and you could drop one with a two-two-three without any problem. I don't remember if they're legal in California for hunting them. But in many states, uh, two-two-three is not a legal deer round. And can you explain to people why, just in case there's anybody out there like me? That, you want to, here, here, go ahead and talk to the mic. Here, it, can you explain why, Jamie, that it's illegal because it's too small of a round, correct? Yeah. And it can injure the animal, and we don't ever want to injure animals when no. we're out there hunting, right, guys? Well, and you Gals. don't want it, you don't want the animal to be running away where you maybe can't get to it. You want it to drop right there. Right. Uh, an ethical hunter wants to kill cleanly and quickly, does not want the animal to suffer. Um, as someone who has spiritual beliefs partially derived from my Cree ancestors on my dad's side, um, I believe the spirit of animals I hunt is real. And I honor that spirit by giving them a quick and painless, quick and, as quick and painless a death as I can. So I use appropriate stuff. 
I took my elk with a 30-06 with 200-grain solid slugs, and it went down like a pole-axed ox. Yeah, I was just about to say that the 30-06 is what you go for. Now, the reason that the 223 got to be the standard military cartridge is that you could carry more rounds in the same weight, the same space. Um, we were uh, fighting a war in an area that the gun, a gun like the, the M14, which is a pretty hefty piece of equipment, they're, they're nine pounds, give or take, um, is cumbersome. I mean, I know guys that, that humped M14s in the jungles in Vietnam, and they're not a great thing to have to carry around. The M16 was a whole lot handier. And uh, it could be fired fully automatically with a great deal more precision and control than anything in 308, 76251 NATO. So, you know, it's, it is the standard weapon. And it became the de facto standard in all of NATO or something in that caliber. The idea is that every one of us in the unorganized militia, because I'm not that organized. Hmm. Um, (laughs) But we are, as American citizens, all part of the militia. Well, the thing of the matter is that if you're going to be strictly adhering to it as written, I aged out a while ago. Yeah, yeah. You know, I ain't no 55-year-old no more. Yeah. But, uh, you know... (laughs) We, we are, and we should be armed at the level of a standing army's infantryman. Yeah, they should be doing what they do in Sweden where they give you a gun, and they get, you got to go through training. Switzerland, sorry. Did I say Sweden? I'm sorry. Yeah, Switzerland. Uh, not, they don't do that in Sweden. Yeah, they don't do that in Sweden. <laughs> and Finland. Finland. Finland has, does it, Finland too. Has yeah, a great tradition. Great tradition. Militia. Right, and, and, you know, I'm telling you, they know how to fight. Say no joke. These people know how to fight. The Finns, the Finns did a pretty good job against the Russians. Yep. In the Winter, the winter War, war. the Continuation War. The greatest sniper who's probably ever lived was a Finn. Was a Finn. Not, not a Russian like they try to give in propaganda. It's a Finn. You know, with a bolt-action rifle. Um, they have a tradition of it. And they're very proud of their militia. They they do training, and the training has evolved into uh, a sport, yeah. which a lot of people who shoot uh, combat-style sports style. here go to Finland to, f- to shoot and finish brutality yep. in the winter in Finland. Yeah, my son wants to do that one day. I would love to have done that when I was your son's age. Yeah, so would I. <laughs> Can I also make a point about uh, Switzerland? Um, I think it's Switzerland that has the law that they actually come looking for your guns. And if they find them, you're cited. If they don't, you're not. Is that Switzerland or is that maybe Finland? I've never heard that one. I I know that they're given the gun after they do all the training and they have to keep – there's a certain protocol they have to do with it. Okay. When Switzerland was using strictly semi-automatic weapons, the K-31, um, or bolt-action rifles, K-31. Yeah, K-31. Um, that was true. Today, what they end up doing is giving you a one-for-one swap. 
you turn in the select fire capable of fully automatic fire uh, service weapon, and you get a semi-automatic only one, which you keep locked safely in your house against the time. While you're in active service, you've got one with full auto capability and a basic load of ammunition, which is probably 210 rounds. That's pretty standard loadout, seven magazines, um, seven 30-round magazines, standard capacity magazines. Right. Um, so Europeans handle things differently. Firearms are not illegal in Germany. Yeah. There's a lot of Germans with sporting weapons. There are a lot of Germans who... who have uh, military-style weapons. They're regulated, they're controlled, but they have them. Um, but the only European country that's really completely disarmed is the United Kingdom. Yep. Uh, and they're, you know, they're trying to take knives. Yeah, yeah. Um, which Be- would... Because, the, again, just like here, because they're having massive knife violence, Yeah. because... The people that are coming into the country are using knives because it's legal, and that's how they're committing their crimes. At one point in time, the United Kingdom had very strict laws about the use of firearms in the commission of a crime. It basically would double your time in Nick if you stuck up a, a, a business with a gun. If you stuck it up just you know using brute force or a club or whatever— um, you'd get X number of years. Use a firearm, double it. So by and large, criminals in the UK didn't carry guns. So by and large, neither did the cops, unless you were assigned to something like special branch and you were dealing with uh, IRA IRA terrorists or something like that. When the empire collapsed, an awful lot of people ended up showing up in the UK from all over the former empire many of whom had criminal proclivities. And then you got the 80s and the explosion of the international drug trade, and suddenly you had a whole bunch of mostly ethnic gangs, a lot of Jamaican gangs, moving dope and using guns. And guess what? The London Metropolitan Police now has over 50% of its officers' firearms qualified, and probably 25 to 30 percent of them carry regularly. Carry regularly now, as part of their job. Given where. They and work. how many times have Brits said, "How you know, you guys all carry guns as Wild West"? They always, they always mock us. But now they're carrying all the guns and starting to have special forces. And Here's the guy, stuff. and if, when I find it, I'll send you the link, just because it's it's interesting to listen to him. There is an ex-British cop who was a who was an armed cop. Uh, who moved to the United States because he wanted to be someplace where guns were a whole lot less uh, restricted. And he talks about the stuff that he did as an armed police officer in the UK. And uh, it's a lot different than we imagine today if we base it on uh, England in the 1950s. Whole different ballgame. And, uh, you know, same thing like here, the criminals have guns. They don't have to worry about it. They use guns. Same thing in Japan. Firearms are very strictly regulated in Japan. You can't have a firearm in Japan that's in a, a military or police caliber. So they sell a lot of 32s. 
I have a good friend who is a member of, of one of the big Zaibatsu families in, in Japan. Um, he's a, a Tanaka who was involved in the Hitachi family, big industrialists. Um, their security guys are all carrying 32 revolvers, 32 automatics. Um, they're now looking at, at uh, 32 magnums and uh, 30 super carry. Huh. As a as a thing, because they're not military or police calibers, right? And although you got to jump through a whole bunch of hoops, private ownership of firearms is allowed. Um, and there is a safe. In well, it's you know here's the thing about media: it's a fallacy. You know, the media tries to make it like the rest of the world doesn't allow guns and we're the only country that does and we're so bad because we allow it and then we get masters blah 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 right but actually just as you've explained how many other countries have guns some of them even with full rights you can go to Israel and it's very similar to us that you know just about just about everybody can have a gun especially for security purposes especially if they're a West Bank and other areas there is some regulation going on I know but but like you know, it's it's a lot more freer than some other countries. If you if you go to uh, a military academy in Israel, and you are going to be abroad on the street, they issue you a firearm. Yep. They give you a handgun that is whatever, generally speaking, whatever the Israeli Defense Forces are using. If you aren't capable of handling, I have to know a couple of, of young ladies who are training uh, for the Israeli Air Force. They're not Israelis. They're not even Jewish. Um, oh, that's okay. I, don't, I have a friend who wants to do the same thing. They're, they're carrying uh, uh, Ruger SP-101s. Small revolver, 38 caliber, or 357. Something they can better handle. They are told you do not leave this campus and go places in this town unarmed. Yep. yep. They were witness to the murder of somebody on the streets by a uh, uh, militant Palestinian terrorist. Yep. And they didn't have their guns because they didn't want to carry them. Yep. And they were, they were basically hiding behind a car, pretty much scared shitless. Yep. As anybody would be when somebody is going wackadoodle killing people. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. They don't leave campus now unarmed. They learned. I've got a pretty good piece of news here that just got forwarded over by one of our uh, viewers. An article uh, at U.S. News. Group sues after New Mexico governor suspends right to carry guns in Albuquerque in public. New Mexico Governor Michelle Lujan Grisham's emergency order suspending the right to carry firearms in public in and around Albuquerque during an immediate court challenge from a gun rights group Saturday, as legal scholars and advocates said they expected. The National Association for Gun Rights and Foster Haynes, a member who lives in Albuquerque, filed documents in U.S. District Court in New Mexico suing Lujan Grisham and seeking an immediate block to the implementation of her order. The challenge was expected, but even so, the governor's action Friday was an attempt to move the debate, said Jessica Levinson, a law professor at Loyola Marymount's Loyola Law School in Los Angeles. 
After Luhan Grisham announced that she was temporarily suspending the right, <laughs> I just I just love to emphasize that word right, suspending a right. It's like, oh, listen, God, uh, I'm sorry. I realize that you've endowed people with these rights, but I'm going to suspend it because I'm better than you. <laughs> To care of firearms in her state's largest city and surrounding Bernalillo County. The governor, a Democrat, said the 30-day suspension enacted as an emergency public health measure would apply in most public places from city sidewalks to parks. To parks. There's some interesting other can things. I, can I mention one <clears> thing? You probably can. Uh, yeah, so yeah. I remember... It was a during the pandemic. Well, coming out of the pandemic, like 2022, 2023, I remember people definitely talking about somebody uh, hearing about the public health and like some of these public health laws and such were saying that, you know, they're going to use this next, that they're going to do it. But they, everybody was saying Joe Biden was going to do it. I remember clearly a lot of scholars on our side were saying Joe Biden's going to do this. He's going to use a health emergency and maybe martial law or something. They're going to, there's going to be a big, uh, another, there's going to be another mass shooting and he's just going to say, I've had it. I'm going to do it. What I think happened, just a theory that dropped in my head is what I think happened is, is Joe Biden hasn't done it. He's been admonished in the court. There's been a lot of issues that he's been running into, even from the house, even from the Senate. Um, that has been blocking this stuff because they did try to do exactly this under law and they almost slipped it by everybody until I don't know how it got leaked, but it got leaked. And I think it was maybe somebody in an office somewhere said, you know, I still want my rights. Right. And threw it out there. But I wonder if she did this because Biden wouldn't do it because or Biden's administration wouldn't do it because you know, they've been waiting and waiting and waiting, and they're like, and she's like, finally, I'm going to do it. I'm going to be the one. And again, it's a presidential push. It's some type of put me on the map, you know. Uh, that certainly could be part of the agenda, but I think Elizabeth is all over this. I think this is a test, and she's going to see exactly how far she can take this because she has had 100% impunity um, for her five years in office or whatever it's been. She's managed to double the budget every single year she's managed to spend every single dime from oil and, and gas and still on a regular basis chastise and criticize and ostracize that industry um this is just more of what i think is a brazen complete totalitarian authoritarian I am going to show you all it's me and I'm going to do this and there's nothing you can do about it. Yeah, me, 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 I, I, I. That's, you know, everything that she's doing is literally out of the book of psychology, narcissist and sociopath and maybe even on the cusp of psychopath. You know, you might even go as far, and I've got a mental health expert friend that's actually going to come on my Freedom Speak show with me next week um, that maybe I'll ask this question to. Um, and if she's watching, you know, Vicki, if you're watching, call in. But I, uh, I, I think that possibly maybe she's lost it. I mean, because this is way yeah, over the top. Now, this next part is really good. I don't uh, even think, I, I honestly uh, don't think that even some a lot of Democrats, because I've been seeing on the social media, there hasn't been a lot of liberals saying, 
you know, pushing back in social media well, going, you guys are crazy. You should have, you know, poor little girl. No, really hasn't the, been This a high next push. line in this article is really, really interesting. Okay. Bernalillo County District Attorney Sam Bregman, who once served as a Democratic Party leader and was appointed by Lujan Grisham, on Saturday joined Albuquerque Mayor Tim Keller and Police Chief Harold Medina saying they wouldn't enforce the order. See, told you. As an officer of the court, I I cannot... I told you that. As an officer of the court, I cannot and will not enforce something that is clearly unconstitutional, said Bregman, the top prosecutor in the Albuquerque area. This office will continue to focus on criminals of any age that use guns in a commission of a crime. I told you. Bernalillo County Sheriff John Allen said he was uneasy about how gun owners might respond. I'm wary of placing my deputies in positions that could lead to civil liability conflicts, Allen said, as well as the potential risk posed by prohibiting law-abiding citizens from their constitutional right to self-defense. See, she just messed up. This is where I mean— She's got the Democrats after her now. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. This was not sanctioned by their party. She, they She's told rogue. her no. They told her no. Remember, yeah. you've got to understand, mm-hmm. Biden a while back said no to her. Guess what position she was supposed to get? Interior. Okay, Secretary okay. of Interior. I, I was hoping we yeah. would talk about this yeah. because... Yeah. <clears throat> because of her family. Because of her family. Well, and she tried, to, she tried to do what is a very stereotypical part of the, the, the progressive playbook, which is called manufacturing consent. Okay? So what she did was she floated the fact that she was going to be the Secretary of Health before she had that position, right? This is what we're all talking about, right? And then she got slapped by Biden because he offered it to somebody else clearly – telling her you're out of even the running for this position and this manufactured consent is something that i hope that we'll have a conversation about on on the continuum because we can show you that this is an old tactic hitler manufactured consent you know these totalitarians that's what they do is they manufacture consent and kind of to go back to the comment i made earlier and we're going to win this election fair and square. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. The only thing that surprises me in the triumvirate just mentioned is smiling Timmy. I can't believe Timmy's actually going against her now too. Well, he's I, running for governor. I didn't think. Yeah. Timmy, I didn't think Timmy had the stuff. I didn't think he had the guts. You know why he did? I'd go and, a little lower. But okay, okay, so. Remember, I told you I had an inside track about Tim and an issue that happened during the COVID incident. Actually, had a little bit to do with me and my not being allowed to talk to the council about disability issues and about people with disabilities that are not going to get their services and stuff because of COVID. Okay, like I made a big stink about this. I was on the news about it, and I was dogging the the mayor's office about it. Well, he did make some extensions and some things to give us space right and then what did she do she sent in the state police into what he said was okay and she said he could and just totally ramrodded him literally sent the state police into the city and to the from what i understand maybe even the mayor's office to shut things down okay and that's what i was told through people ancillary of it this is his get back he's like i 
he and this is easy for him too. This is an easy one to grab right wing votes. Okay. Yeah. This yeah. is an easy one to go after because it's like, oh, this one's easy because he already knows he has Democrat gun owners out there too because a lot of them have been buying. I know I've been at the stores not even months ago with people who say, you know, I'm a Democrat, but man, this crime is getting out of hand and there was a guy who got robbed right next to my house and, you know, how do I get a gun and how do I shoot it? Can you help me? I've heard it more and more. Over the past two years, especially during the summer of love, you know. By the way, I want to say, Marianne, thank you for sending me that article. That's yeah. That's yeah. And that's actually I, some pretty darn good encouraging and, news. Well, and see, I'll tell you, Brigman. There's another thing about that DA. He had already made signals way before this about. See, remember, she assigned him, and but she said, "You can't run." And then he turned around and said, "I'm going to run. I'm going to run for this position." Which was very odd because everybody's like, wait, what? Because he was supposed to step down, supposedly, right? Just do this temporarily. I don't even think she was, like, it almost seemed like she was reluctantly giving it to him. Like, she had no other option. And I honestly believe he he does want to fight crime. Who was elected to the position? What was his name? So, that was uh, Raul Torres. Okay. Okay. Oh, sorry. Raul okay, and then he ran for attorney general. Right. Right. And then right. a special appointment by the governor. Right. Was Sam Bregman or was it somebody f- before Sam Bregman? No, it was just Sam Bregman was, was the Bre- next. I think it was Bregman. And okay. then there was a mass. Sorry. Jesus. Well, <laughs> then there was a. It's like, whoa. Right there. It's okay. You got to get kind of close I'll, to it I'll there, Elizabeth. I'll get close to it. I'll get close <sighs> to it. Don't, okay. wor- don't worry, Derek. You caught her off uh, guard there. You scared yeah, her a little there bit. There we go. Right there. Okay. Um, that, um, it, it was Sam Bregman, and then there was sort of a mass exodus of a lot of employees. And then I don't know if they've hired back or I'm not sure about the status of, of, uh, but I hadn't heard whether he was, but he's saying now he wants to run. Well, and I think Bregman. I think okay. Bregman is counting on the fact that he has a little bit. I mean, Sam Bregman is a known, quantity, a known quantity in yes. the city of Albuquerque. And then you add yeah. to it his all star son baseball player yeah. for the Houston Astros. <laughs> and, you know, I'm sorry, but Albuquerque, you know, we're pretty basic people. And if you've got a kid that's an all star playing for the Houston Astros who played for Siebel High School, um, we care about that, you know? And and so I think Sam knows that this is his time. And if he really stands up to the governor and maybe some other high profile Democrats like uh, Mr. Ivy Soto, who's also on the downhill you know, spiral. And I wanted to share a comment that he made in front of all of us one day at a, at a, a meeting that, that happened every week called the Conspiracy Brews. Um, Ivy Soto gets asked this question: How do you tr- how do you trample on the Constitution? You know, you know, with with no regard. And he said, very delicately. That was his answer. You know, I think what we're seeing here is I think these guys, being what she did, was completely like way over the top. And I think they say. You know, unless we step up now, we're going to go down with the ship with her. That's what I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Distancing them from a toxic, toxic. Exactly, 
Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and, she gave them no choice. And the fact that they did it means you got representatives that will do it. And I wouldn't be a I'm bitch. telling you, if they did it, the representatives yeah. of the state are definitely going to do the The legislature same might actually the fall in line. Might and, fall and, you know, I think we might even see by, by maybe even Monday, we might see all the sheriffs of this state fall in, you know, step up as well. Well, here's that well, that's really what be... we're asking for on this program. <laughs> yes, that is what we're asking here's for. Here's our problem. Okay. From my perspective, as somebody who's lived here almost all of his life, I've born here and lived here most of my life, our state was not afraid to change power, the hands of power, on a regular basis until about 20 years ago. Yeah. And then all the seats of power, the real seats of power, the mechanisms, the levers, all became controlled by the progressives. Okay. And Steve Pierce. <laughs> well, I, I mean, no, I, you know, no, I, I can't. I'm just joking. Really, I'm just joking. Really. Yeah, do we want to go into that? I, I mean, I, you I, know my opinion on that one. <laughs> well, I, I just would tell you that as ineffective as the GOP has been in the last 20 years, okay, it's not. I. I you know, you can blame anybody you want in that party. I, I, I probably would agree with you. I was a libertarian for the last 20 years. I had to walk away from that party because they wanted to be just like the other two parties. They just wanted to be a smaller version with a tiny bit of influence and call themselves principled. And, you know, if they would have behaved principally, you know, I would have probably stayed with them. But when you see unprincipled behavior, you know, and you try to be principled, Elizabeth Hans, Elisheva, you know, I mean, there's a long list of us. Um, We walk away, you know, because that's who we are. So uh, getting back to what I was trying to say was the, the, the reason that we are not going to be able to affect any change and haven't been for the last 20 years is probably the most critical issue of our time. And I know people don't like to talk about it, but there's overwhelming evidence. I I can't even begin to express to you, if anybody needs evidence, I will provide it to you ad nauseum of why we cannot have software deciding our elections. Absolutely not. We've got models. I'm not even going to talk about everything that I've been doing for the last 20 years. It didn't start. I mean, believe me, this didn't start in 2016 or 2020 for me. You know, this was the hanging chads of Florida. But Oh, I remember that. I lived in Florida during that. This is this is a critical issue. And, you know, when Diebold owned all of the machines, Okay, I was watching because I worked for a software developer. And guess what I was learning working for the software developer? That it didn't matter who I met, some of the biggest players in the game, and I didn't meet Bill Gates or or Steve Jobs, but back to back, I went to a trade show, the biggest in the world at the time called Comdex, and these were our speakers back to back, keynote. Bill Gates the first year I went, Steve Jobs the next year I went. I never met anybody in that industry, y'all, that had the integrity to do election software, and I met great people. I'm not going to ever tell you that I didn't meet good, honest, decent people, but I know what my standards are. Now, I'm going to ask you guys as rational people, and because I'm not smart enough to get real technical with anybody, but I want to ask you this basic question. Would you trust spell check with your elections? (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, no. Actually, well, I, I shouldn't even laugh because okay. I get what you're saying. It, Start there. How many times go does to it your get banking, wrong? Go to your banking software. Go to your software in your car. Go to your software on your phone. Go to your software on your computer. Go to your software on your sprinkler system. Go to your software, your Nest system at your house, your Alexa, your... The list goes on and on. And what you've done is you've given the ability, and I'm going to give you one last anecdote, and you guys can decide whether or not there's any validity to it. But I I ask you if you really, really trust software with this type of priority in your life. And last but not least, I ran for office in 2020. I ran for state house. I ran with 26 other libertarians. Okay. Now not all 26 were running for state house. There were about 13 of us. Okay. Two others. Wow. <laughs> two others campaigned. Okay. In other words, tried to raise money like I did and tried to actually campaign. Okay. I raised $10,000. Now that doesn't sound like a lot of money, but I think Elizabeth over there is probably going, holy cow, that's a lot of money for a libertarian. I outraised all 26 of them combined. It's great. Yeah, it yeah, was. It, and I spent every bit of that money. Yeah. Okay. And I was out in the district. I, we had 17 people. And it doesn't sound like a lot, guys, but go watch these Democrats and Republicans and their events. And see if they get 17 showing up at every single one. I did. Every single event. I don't know why it was 17, but it was 17. Showed up to these events and we cleaned up our neighborhood and we did it very visibly in t-shirts with very prominent logos and all of that. I spent $10,000 on the radio, on signs, in the district, all over the place. I was very visible. I got the exact same amount of votes as every other libertarian running for a state house in a three-way race. The exact same percentage. I have uh, news for you. I did kind of the same thing, right, when I was running for sheriff, okay? We were out there so much, more than, more than all the other candidates, okay? Um, and I had, I got up to about, well, we were at about almost $2,000, I mean, if they gave me $10,000, man, I really could have whomped some places. <laughs> I mean, UPM, no, no, I'm serious. Per penny. And I even had the Republican Party going, how did you do this? How did I even get the percentages that I got? You want to know how? Knocked on doors. He who knocks the most gets wins. wins. Yeah, I'm sorry. It it's still applies today. And if Trump gets his people out there and knocks doors, man, he'll win. Well... But I'm just saying. And I'll tell you why. Well, he won't. Yeah, but you get what I'm saying. Like, he'll have to cheat technically. But anyways. In 2010, a Diebold whistleblower came out. And this was after Diebold got thrown out of three states. Okay. And Diebold was Dominion, guys. Yeah, it was Dominion. Yeah. Right. And here's what happens. This Diebold whistleblower comes out. I'll send you all the video of this this whistleblower saying, you know, there was this glitch in the system. It was changing votes, and it was attached to the time. Oh, was that when people were pressing, and they would go to, oh, my gosh, I remember that. Okay, this is exactly what Dominion is accused of. Okay, right. Yes. What, what nobody realizes, and I remember the most secure. It was the most right, secure. The most secure election. Most secure in, election in, in history. history. Yeah. Absolutely. Dominion bought all of Diebold's equipment. And guess who wrote the article about it? The New York Times. And guess wow, who I'm has a copy that. of that? You and do. saves it. Well, the other thing is, is okay, we did a hackathon. <laughs> mm-hmm. I was part of the hackathon. 
right before this all went crazy, okay, this is back in 2017, we went to a hackathon. One of the hackathons were like, let's do voting machines. You won't believe the problems they found. It was so concerning. And these are just, you know, these are usually white or gray hats. And some black hats might go in there, you know, who knows. But it's it's all two. And usually they always do some type of equipment per year. And if, if they find some security issues or whatever, they're going to write it up and they'll send it to the company or whatever. Well, this one was, let's do voting machines. Screw it. Let's do voting machines. So they did voting machines in Las Vegas. And we had the guy who organized this and he came to this state to demonstrate and show us, he even brought the machines, um, that they were allowed to have, that they, these were machines they bought in auction. Okay. And, which is even more insane when you think about it. Okay. But, so he brings them and he starts telling us, he's like, yeah, we wrote it up. We, we found there are so many errors that you can do. There's so many ways you can hack. You can hack Wi-Fi. They don't secure the Wi-Fi on each machine. And each machine has Most Wi-Fi. Most people are under the illusion that they can't connect to the internet. Well, that's what no, they, they tell they, you. They, they tell you that, but they can. They're all Wi-Fi. It's, it's state law that yeah. they're able to connect. Right. And then the other thing is, is some of them that some states actually don't want Wi-Fi because they maybe understand it could be hacked that way, want cartridges. Well, guess what? There's two cartridge slots. So, yes, there's one cartridge for the votes, but there's another cartridge where you can just enter in things. Well, as long as there's nobody that can get access to the vote cast record, they can keep claiming intellectual proprietary. Right. Yep. You know, this is this is intellectual property, and you guys can't take a look at the source code because ultimately they'll well they Dominion, grab the source code. Well, Dominion will get busted. Here's the sad thing: is they didn't even need the source code. Four different mathematicians. Okay. Oh yeah, it's just in the statistics. Four different mathematicians figured out the algorithm independently of each other. Right. They didn't know these. The the these. They didn't know these. Yeah. Other each people. one didn't know each other. Yeah. Again, the evidence is overwhelming from Antrim County, Michigan, to Arizona, right. to honestly, New Mexico. And New Mexico's got all sorts of flaws all over New the New Mexico's place. actually the worst. I would agree that New Mexico is one of the worst. I, I don't know that it is the absolute I don't know if it's worst, the absolute worst, but man. Pennsylvania was, it was pretty so obvious. Bad, and Georgia was so bad. Um, and no, I mean worse for local candidates. Oh, yeah. Well,. I just would encourage everybody to look at the idea that maybe we can't fix every election that has happened already. Yeah. But moving forward... It's time to change it. It's time to fix it. If progressives out there, if we happen to have one of you listening, hear me now. France, one of your favorite countries. Finland, <laughs> one of our favorite countries. Germany, back to one of, one of yours. Um... Iowa, the state of Iowa, because of their their debacle in 2020 uh, on their primary for the Democratic Party, oh, that was hilarious. have all gone to paper ballots. Yeah, paper back to paper ballots. Hand yep. counts. Yes, yes, yes. So yes. God bless the idea yeah. yes. that we're a little tiny. We're the only state, place that won't do it. Two million people. Okay, we can do paper ballots and hand counts and get yep. you the election results. The same night. The same night. I got the an same idea. Same night. Paper ballots, hand counts, same day voting, voter ID. Problems go away. You, you, uh, I you'd actually. Both of those. Guess what? You'd have a lot of independence win. Probably so. You know, well, you'd actually knows? have independence. I win. think you'd see different outcomes. Oh, way different. 
way different. You might even see Trump win. You because know? if you were here in New Mexico 30 years ago and you watched him flip these people, if you were part of either of those parties, it frustrated you. Well, it was a purple, too. It was considered a purple, purple. state back in the day. And you would see that. You would see that it would flip back and forth, which actually sometimes is good. And the House would be maybe Democrat and the and the, the, the Senate would be Republican. And guess what? Good laws got passed and good economy and it grew. Uh, Mary Ann just made a comment here. She says they have a nationwide cell phone networking system they hook the machines up to. Yeah, that's so we didn't get those machines in the hackathon. We got, but we found Wi Fi cards in them. Like I said, just mm-hmm. all you could do is drive up and type up your laptop, and oh, wow, here's a, like 20 Wi Fi connections you can make. Our Secretary of State, who is calling people election deniers, okay? Right has been written up by our state auditor. Sorry. Okay? Agency 370, that's the Secretary of State's office, uh, Secretary of State's agency, has been written up year in and year out for failure to implement a system that will secure, track, and inventory all of her equipment associated with that office. Yep. That's one violation that she continually gets written up for. This is a woman calling people election deniers. The secretary of the the state auditor has also not been able to audit the tabulation machines. The tabulation machines have not gone through the EAC process, which I work in an industry where if if the equipment I sold you for fire protection wasn't what we call UL listed, yes, we would get. We would die. We would uh, literally, you would sue us into the ground. Joshua James is going over this. He was trying to get these records right and demanding it from at least the county level or some other level. They have no. They have nothing. She wrote actually Dominion a letter. Right. And we have a copy of this letter in 2017 saying, hey, red flag, what do we do to get these new software versions certified by the EAC, okay, which is, in my world, United Laboratories, UL listing. So the EAC... Underwriter Laboratories, actually. That's what I said, didn't I? You said United. Did I say United? (laughs) Don't worry about it. It's getting late. It is. Just thought Uh, I'd correct She's absolutely right. It's Underwriters Laboratory. Yes. Anyway, um, the EAC certifies these laboratories that certify these software versions, these hardware versions of this equipment that is supposed to be inventoried and secure. Yeah, and they're supposed to have numbers on them. Well, the state auditor said to her in an email, this is Robert Rivera, said to her, he wasn't the state auditor, he was working for the state auditor. He said, I can... I can give you no assertion as to the accuracy of your tabulation machines as we were not allowed to uh, audit your tabulation machines. So the state auditor is not even allowed to not audit. Not allowed to The auditor is not allowed to that, audit. I believe. Right. I, believe. So, I don't know that it is, but I'm almost positive that it's state law that the state auditor be able to audit the tabulation machines well, and the process. Well, just by his title, I would guess that that's his job, right? Well, so here, well, here's the crux of that, right? So don't you be auditing? <laughs> that's right. You're an auditor, but don't you be auditing? Well, well, there is so there was for there was a person that did statistics for uh, pitted me against uh, the governor's race. Okay, this is to. 
to do exactly what you're talking about, math, looking at the math and seeing if there was an algorithm and stuff. And I sent it to Elizabeth. I sent it to Jamie. Mm-hmm. It was very interesting to see because I basically technically beat out the governor's, the second, what was it, the runner-up governor's race for sheriff. You got, you got to realize, just in one county. So that means I hit a way more amount of people, but somehow didn't get that number. Do you see what I'm getting at? You know what I mean? So, like, I, I, just I, in the math didn't make any sense. None of our elections for a, a couple of cycles now, certainly since mine in 2020, you know, I got the exact same percentage. Here's my contention. Oh, it, the guy, uh, Moya, awesome guy. Actually, he would have, he's a, he was, I really liked him. Um, I didn't, I don't know Alan much, so I can't say much about him, and I won't, but but Moya, great guy. He got the same exact percentage as me. Hmm. How is that even possible? These are the anomalies that I really want people to pay attention to. And like I said, I, I, I'm willing to make the contention that spending 10000 in a little district like 28 up in the Northeast Heights and having my team shaking their tail feathers every weekend with big old signs did one thing or another to me. I'm not saying I should have gotten more votes. I'm simply saying that I should have impacted my vote count one way or the other. Right. Either I bugged, that was my issue. Right. Maybe I bugged people being out in my district and doing all of this nonsense. I would have been okay with that if, if for some reason I only got 1% and all the rest of the libertarians got 4% who didn't campaign, who were literally what we call paper candidates and had had nothing did nothing and so why did that happen why did i get the exact same percentage four percent when renata banks who is a very good friend of mine who ran for the same situation she's in a district it's a three-way race and she gets four percent also our vote count was like within a hundred votes well and, and remember the libertarians of just 2022 got the same percentages and i agree i i think uh i think karen bedoni had a lot more people voting for her there is no way it was five what was it three percent or something because they wouldn't even let her get to that five percent and there was no way if you watch the count no there was more i know that she crisscrossed the state well i know speaking as a libertarian and and speaking as somebody who is pretty good friends with karen um like our kids dated each other uh we were those kind of friends yeah um i love karen you know i encouraged her to become a libertarian a couple of years ago we were sitting in a hotel lobby and she'd just gotten screwed over by the gop and she and elisa martinez are that's fine they're they're saying jason you need to be a you know you need to go be a republican and i said to them so they can do to me what you what you just got done to you you. and they both kind of looked at me stunned and they thought about it and i said why don't you guys come over here you're both libertarian enough you know let your inner libertarian come out which is what i'd kind of hoped karen would do was let the inner but you know karen's staunch in in what she believes and and how she wants to message and you know she had in my opinion a very different kind of campaign and i thought it was fairly effective i wouldn't have been shocked to see her get 10 12 percent 15 percent yeah at minimum i i wasn't shocked to see her get three between you and I. But I also think that the system is broken. And if we don't get software out of it, we have no idea. 
And I don't think getting software out of it fixes everything. I think you made a couple of comments. Let's get everybody voting on the same day like we used to. There's some, there's some, yeah, there's something to start. There's some intelligence in that, and there's some logic behind it. And well, because let's get those uh, voter IDs, because if you've got to have an ID to go to a baseball game, um, and you've got to have a Vax card to go to a baseball game, then I think that there's well, nothing wrong. Remember, with Lindsey Graham really pushed that. He's, he pushed that on about the Vax. He was like, "Well, if we're going to do this Vax thing, and that's kind of what shut it down a little bit, was the Vax ID here in the country." It was like, "Fine, I want voter ID." That was one of his negotiation points. Well, and, and they there, wouldn't do it. They wouldn't do it. And their argument that it's racist has completely been destroyed so badly oh, at yeah. this point by everybody that they can't use that anymore. So now what are they going to say? I, I think what we do is we hammer them in with their own language. We say, hey, France doesn't believe in software doing this. They they knew something. They did it in 2012. Germany just did it last year. You know, Finland's, How about Iraq? Do they use paper ballots and yes. hand counts? Yes, and thumbprints. I, I love thumbprints. There's well, there's voter yeah, ID for great. you. They're great, yeah. Until, you know, and, no. until we can get rid of the machines, we'll never have free no, and fair elections. No, we won't. You know, I... The, uh, Marianne uh, shared another article here from um, the Gateway Pundit um, that says engineers discover nationwide cellular network connects election equipment and gives federal government access to election systems at precinct level, and they've got a they've got a you know some le- a lot of legitimate. Uh, research and investigation that went into this I've been reading about here that, that proves that this was the case. And, you know, the same-day voting thing, I, you know, the reason I, I think that that is very, very important, and we used to do that, from what I recall. I don't remember, I don't remember early voting, uh, you know, years ago, because what happens is, is that if you have same-day voting, it doesn't give uh, potential criminals the chance to figure out how many votes they need to manufacture to cheat Correct. the election. And, and nobody has any idea what the results are until after the election. The polls are closed and the and the votes oh, are yeah. counted. If you, you know? look at my votes... Hello. You saw... Oh, hello. Choo <laughs> choo. Um, if you look at my votes, you see a whole higher amount and then not as much. Like it got we have taken Ru- away. We have Ruby Freeman admitting on tape to a police officer what happened in Georgia, okay? Just admitting. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then she had to get, she lawyered up, and all sorts of weird stuff it's has happened. It's on video. It's, She's on video. The The cheating was on video. Oh, the sure, we've yeah, got the video, yeah. but she, she literally, right. I, I never saw her face-to-face on video saying this stuff all right, i saw was right. the the audio of it oh. but um but she she admits it and then um you know like i said we had we got two of the machines in antrim do you know what happened in our own chavis county you know do we know what happened in estancia that these are really egregious uh violations of of election law and nobody seems to care our our Secretary, or, uh, county clerk in Estancia, who happened to be a Republican, um, pre pre signed or pre stamped the election certification stuff, you know, and and pre stamped it. Yes, 
<sighs> that's the reason she got thrown out of. That's one of the reasons that doing cocaine with one of her with one of her staff or because staff, they, yeah. they because they knew the fix was in. Yeah, they're sitting there celebrating. Well, I mean, don't get me wrong. I can make a. I you can make a case that yes, there was a lot of people that voted for Biden. I'm not going to refute that, right? Oh yeah, you can still make a case because the way the media machine was working to to destroy Trump was outrageous and the fact that that and there's good points to say the fact that that story about the hunter biden laptop was kept under wraps and then misinformation trump um, got 10 million more votes than he did in his pre can you we, think so can, well oh, no we know this okay right. and here's the problem okay is so then why is he in the president election <laughs> because because it was stolen, um, yeah. It very because they manufactured votes. That's they manufactured that, that's our why. consent to have this. They had more votes than voters. But I guarantee it. So that's what you're explaining about with the gun thing. It's manufactured as we've wandered through this. This is this is their the playbook. Point. This is the playbook of manufactured consent because we all went, oh yeah, mail-in voting. I don't really want to go to the vote center and stuff. And don't get me wrong, I will admit. I will admit, as as for me, somebody with my disability, early voting is kind of nice. I will admit. I will admit it. But it's okay. I think but it would— see, that's how they take but, advantage. Well, no, hold on. They hold say on. it's so convenient. Well, it makes it easier for— That's how they take advantage of people. But I think you can still and, have early voting, but we still have to, we have keep to, it fixed, is well, what I'm saying. Here's what Paper I Paper ballots— you know, you can do a lot of things, I you think, can, that could still fix that issue. You, you know, can, I, di- I disagree with you, Derek. I think early voting needs too. to be eliminated 100%. I do, too. That's the only way. Because because you, you got because you got the slippery slope. Anything where you give somebody an inch, they're going to take a mile. Yeah. So early voting has to be eliminated 100%. No exceptions whatsoever. The only well, a ex- lot of states I heard have at least rolled it back. It, it needs, it needs, to, go, totally it needs to go away. Wait, yeah. you know. can I ask a question? Why should voting be so easy? That's why, a good yeah, point. Why should it be, yeah, why should why, it be easy? You're right. Yeah, why okay. does it need to be easy? Because we're Americans, we damn it, and I want it my way. Look, there, there are people in countries around the world who will stand in line all day in the hot desert sun. To vote, yeah. With the possibility of people on the other side shooting them in the line. Yeah, to, to vote. To, yeah. to vote. yeah. I have I have a voter ID card issued by Bernalillo County. Yeah, I have one too. Yeah, I do too. Nobody in yeah they never asked for it. Well, a no, they don't, and b, this is not considered a piece of ID in this state, right? Because it's meaningless. Yeah, I didn't have to show them Jack. I got it online. You're right. I could have lied about it. I have I have two very nice cats at home who would probably like to vote either Libertarian or Republican, depending, or one of each. I'm not sure about my cats. You know, I question their loyalty. We have a house full of Libertarians. <laughs> we have 26 Libertarians voting from one house. 20, 26? They're using... <laughs> when, you, when you see... I heard about this. Now, this was told to me by the National Party. That's right. So... They use here's the problem with third parties, right? And this biggest advocate of third parties is sitting right here. Ran is one dummy, um, but I did it. 
And what I would tell you is I'll do it again if the system was just a little bit more fair, right? And it's not, and so I probably wouldn't. I'd probably run as a Democrat if you guys want to know the truth in this state, um, you know, and just go try to bamboozle them all. But the reality is, is that 26... Hurry up, erase the recording. recording. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) There's 26 libertarians voting out of one house. We know this is wrong. The libertarians are willing to go to the secretary of state and say to the secretary of state, let's fix our voter rolls because we know this is wrong. We're looking at our own party. We're not looking at the Dems or the Republicans. We know this is wrong for our own party. Guess what we were told? We'll look into it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, no, that's it's very true. Yes. Yeah. I was told this and and it's the Republican Party was trying to do the same thing before twenty twenty two. Okay, they were trying to get them to fix the voter rolls, to get out and kick out all the inactives, deads. They use them all. all but they use them all. You know, like I told Ash, I said you're you know, and I told her mom because her mom's vote blue no matter who, and I said, Your husband right now is voting. I guarantee it. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, and 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 understand his, her husband had passed away a few years. I years I, ago. I figured that one out. Yeah, it would be mm-hmm. I think relatively easy to run a comparison between the voter rolls in Bernalillo County and the role of people who have been deceased in Bernalillo County, and everybody who is on column B needs to be pulled off column A. How hard would that be? A computer can do it very quickly and very easily. And that's, you know, I, like I said, we don't want software. A second, a second grader could probably do it. For yeah. Oh, yeah. You could do it by paper. A computer should be able to figure out that information in minutes. Do you guys remember when they had a special election for an APS bond? Yes. Six, it was mail-in only. It yeah. was strictly a yeah. mail-in ballot only. And only if you lived in that uh, 65,000 ballots went back to the county clerk for the wrong address. That That's Albuquerque. That's Bernalillo County. 65,000. Okay. Silver City. Everybody in Silver City got a ballot that was wrong. Every single person in the city of Silver City got a ballot that was wrong. It was the wrong name. It was the wrong person. That person had never lived at that address. That's 77,000 ballots. I want you to think about what some of these these differences were in these races, statewide or federal. At some point, you guys, rational people ask questions, right? So we should not be vilified because we have questions. And when our Secretary of State is getting written up by our state auditor, we should be valid in asking and questioning this this person who's going into her 12-year term um, as our Secretary of State. We've got to do something about these levers of power. Well, we currently have a whole bunch of people right now that are being indicted, and they're trying to put them in jail for the rest of their lives for asking questions. That's the country we live in now. It's, I think it's bigger than that. When you think about it, the people that were in charge of this country asking questions are being indicted. you got to think about it higher than that. This is the president and as we know usually the president of the free world right 
Trump was the president of the free world, right? You know, like we're the we're the free world. We're in charge. And because they ask questions in their own country doing their own thing, which is rightfully under the law and supremacy clause and all this other stuff that allowed them to do this job to ask a question. Somehow now they're being indicted. Yeah, it's you have to really look at it that way, that there's a bigger, scarier thing behind that door. Because they're as, they're scratching on something nobody wanted it to be known. Well, and, and understand the reason they don't want it to be known. It's very simple. It means that your vote isn't really counting. And if everybody found that out for reals, I mean, if they truly had some, you know, evidence that was harder for people in the middle and the left to not to be like, oh, that's real. Well, would you imagine what would, you would tru- happen? Would you trust your elections to spell check? Yeah, yeah, I know. What we're seeing going on right now, well, we've yeah, been yeah, talking yeah. about our little tiny tyrant in this state of what she's doing, of blatantly ignoring her oath, ignoring, and she even flat out admitted it right there in public, that her oath is not absolute. The Constitution's not absolute. Apparently, the law is not absolute. So what we have right now in Washington, D.C., is we have a bunch of criminals in Washington D.C. which are right now pulling are 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 controlling the levers of every branch of government right now, the courts, you know, and and I know you told me you know Jamie there are some good judges out there, but sure. I'm talking overall, okay? They can find a corrupt judge, they can find a corrupt DA. Well, yeah, the D.C. And, district, and they can indict someone for simply. Um, Exercising their constitutional freedom, right. you know what? Twain and said? they can indict them, and they can try to throw them in jail, and they can ruin their lives. And even if they don't have a case, you might say, "Oh, well, they don't have a case." Well, if you don't defend yourself, you're going to jail. So, like a lot of these people that aren't millionaires, like Trump, or billionaires, they're 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 at the risk of losing everything they have to defend themselves and keep their and 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 secure their freedom. I mean that that. That's where we're at right now. That's what they do to you. And it's like, look at what happened to Alex Jones. You know, he spoke out. They didn't like what he said. I mean, look what's happening to Trump right now. That that woman, I can't remember her name, that claimed he raped her. Stormy Daniels. No, not Stormy Daniels, the other woman. E. Jean Carroll. E. Jean Carroll. From like decades ago. Right. Okay, and then suddenly she's coming out and she's got this epiphany that, oh, my God, I was raped by Trump. Okay, and so Trump called her a liar. Well, now they're prosecuting him for calling her a liar. He said she's not my type. (laughs) I know, (laughs) I know, but is that something? They're actually, they're actually, they brought another case against him now for calling her a liar. Are you serious? I am completely serious. That's how ridiculous they, it's it's a banana republic, guys. I think we Our country is a banana republic now. And and he's appealed the first Yes. Yes. And, in which he did not testify because it was ridiculous. Yeah. Twain, Twain said a long time ago, he said, there's one true criminal <laughs> class in America, and they're called Congress. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, he also said uh, it's easier to fool people than to convince them that they've been fooled. And I think that was actually Voltaire that he stole it from. But uh, well, And Mark Twain also said if, if voting – Made any changed. difference? Oh, that's they, the one he stole from Vol- if voting, Voltaire. If voting made any difference, they wouldn't let us do it. Right. So. If vo- <laughs> that's good. Yeah. If voting, yeah. If, if voting ever changed anything, politicians would make it illegal. Yeah. 
So yeah, Marianne here. She's um, she said uh, the globalists are running this country and they are selecting candidates that will do their bidding. You know, yeah. kind of like on on Freedom Speak this week, I was talking about the the Manchurian candidates and we had a discussion about that. I you know, but, but I think that even though the Democrats are the Democrats in our in our district here in mm-hmm. Bernalillo County are seeming to disagree with her, which which I applaud Absolutely. their action. Uh, it is, does give me hope. However, uh, I believe she's getting she's getting marching orders from somewhere. And oh, I do too. I don't think she's just I don't think she just came up with this on her own. But I think it suit. But I think she's totally agrees it with. Has it, something of to do with Gavin Newsom dropping. Yeah. Yeah. It, I agree with that. Yeah. That there, there's, there's a tie. I'm actually there. surprised by that. But she's got. There's definitely some. But she's sorry. got some marching orders. There's a tie there. Well, they do. Yeah. They have marching yeah. orders. Well, and Gavin had marching orders with well, the Twenty Eighth Amendment. She's the leader of the Democratic Governors Association, right? Yes. And she never, ever had a public comment about Cuomo's sexual harassment case because hers was uh, right. identical. Identical. Right. Right. Um, and it was a man. Right. Yeah. And, and you know, I mean, the hypocrisy th- that is coming out of Santa Fe is so overwhelming that, you know, th- that's another thing that I don't think New Mexicans can tolerate much more of. You know, if you're an honest-to-God New Mexican, this hypocrisy that you're watching on a regular basis is is so overwhelming that you literally are throwing up or moving and you know that's what i want to stop i want to stop this exodus of new mexicans you know looking for freedom that they used to have in their own state we just don't have it anymore yeah no that's exactly right a lot of these new mexicans are moving to texas they're moving to arizona they're, they're I had a good friend move to Alabama. Yeah, that's where my dad wants to go. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you got to understand that that I think that, yeah, I want the exodus to stop too because I want New Mexico to be New Mexico. I want it to be its unique beauty exactly. of a unique culture. It's kind of cool to have such a unique perspective of culture in our country that can hold on to something ancient and still incorporate it modernly. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. The progressives have managed to ruin almost every place they've colonized. Yeah. You know, they turn San Francisco into a place I, I have absolutely no desire. Well, they're to like a disease everywhere they go. And when I first came out to New Mexico 30-some-odd years ago uh, on vacation with my ex, who was raised here, um, I fell in love with the state. It's a beautiful state. Sure. People in California who, who don't live in the Mojave uh, think that this is a desolate and barren place. It's not. Mm-mm, it's beautiful. No. Some of it is majestic. And, you know, they go, well, there are no, there's no green trees here. Uh, said, there two, are where I live. There's two. <laughs> Well, that, and then there's two great big, huge national forests there are. Full, of, full of green. That's right. Big aspen and, trees and, and, and pine. And the big sequoia forest yeah. down south. But in the 14-ish years I've been here, I have watched things erode. And it's disheartening to see it. This could be, once again, a really nice state. But the people here have to take it back. The thing that I don't get, um, the traditional Democrat voter who goes, 
if I vote Republican, my ancestors will rise up out of the grave and beat me with sticks, <laughs> which is kind of the way they feel. Um, there was a time when there were... It's like La Llorona or something. Exactly. There was a time when there were moderate Democrats in the state. There are still some. Yeah, if you sit in committee sometimes in uh, ones that are dominated by rural New Mexico Democrats yeah. and listen to them take on a progressive, I watched the finance committee take uh, what's-her-face, the, the lady who wrote the bill that became the, the Benny Hargrove Act, over the coals for her lack of cultural sensitivity to the culture of rural New Mexico. She's an intelligent, I'll give her that, uh, urban black woman. What does she know about the culture of, of rural New Mexico? Zip. And they took her to school on that. that and Herndon? they kicked it. What? Was that Herndon? Yes. Yeah, yeah, Herndon. Yes. That's uh, who's got sitting in my seat. She is... Um, she's not the brightest person in the world on some issues. Can I share a quick story about uh, Jean Stapleton-Williams? Sure. This woman is sitting in a uh, prevailing wage hearing, and uh, Representative Gallegos at the time, Senator Gallegos now, is explaining to her the difference between prevailing wage, that he is a contractor, and he's going to build a school in Texas for $20 million, and he's going to use the same engineers, same architects, same contractors, and build the same school five miles away in New Mexico, and it's going to cost $25 million in New Mexico because of prevailing wage. Prevailing wage, yeah. And she looks at him, and she says to him, who gets that extra $5 million? The contractor? Oh my gosh! Are you serious? I'm, and this guy's such a southern gentleman. You gotta love people from like Roswell and and Rio Doso and that part of our state. Yeah, because he just looks at her and says, "No, ma'am, it goes to the taxpayer." And I'll give her this: the PhD that she was. Um, yeah, she she bounced back pretty quick and looks at him and says, "Oh, so you want to pay people less?" So this is this is how they fight. This is how they think. Um, you know, I'm I'm getting blasted by a progress now, uh, texter or what do they call him? Uh, blogger. Blogger. Um, yeah. Who caught me saying to Paul Guessing of the Rio Grande Foundation that I would get rid of prevailing wage as a contractor because I know that it it, rise, it, it drives the cost of every project that we do. 25% more, just yeah. like what Gallegos is saying, right? Yeah. She, <clears throat> she, she progressed now blogs. AFP staffer says he would get rid of the minimum wage if he could. Huh. Oh, gosh. That's, how, it, that's we how they do it. We weren't even talking about minimum wage. Yeah, it doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Facts. In her head, that's where it went. They don't matter, people. You know, I, I kind of wonder with these people, it's like, Dude, did she really hear that in her head? Sometimes I, you know, I, I think these people are kind of off a little bit, and I think they—I think you're saying one thing, and then something else is getting to their brain. There's and something. They're there's other. something interfering the communications from their ears to their brain. Do you all know? I—that's I, I, the only thing I can come up with. Do you know who Brian Condit is? Big, huge union leader in New Mexico. And I was there actually for a right to work hearing. That's what I was there. I was waiting, right? And you got to wait through the 
you guys know this stuff. Yeah, we've been so there. We're, yeah. So we're all waiting for our hearing to come up and it's right to work, right? And I deliver my two minutes like a champ and I blow them away with, it is a human dignity to choose who you associate with, who you give your money to with, and it should not determine whether or not you're employed, right? This is a basic human dignity, I think is how I finished, right? Oh, I rattled Condit because this is a big man and he stands up and he kind of waylays his speech and he turns around and he looks at me and he goes, and he said it out loud, you know, but not loud enough for anybody to hear except for the little progress now blogger in the back. And I peek back at her. I'm like, you going to blog that? Oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Needless well, to say, well, guys, she didn't. Yeah, we're coming to the end. We're like at midnight. The witching hour. And so, so for those of you that are watching that are wondering, oh gosh, they didn't do the continuum tonight. Well, we were we were planning on it. We were but, planning on it. But, uh, you know, I don't know. This thing happened. Boy, were you guys in for a show. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, that's okay. Can you, come, can you come next week, Jason? Okay. We've got a really, really great continuum show plan so we're gonna have to do it next week but that'll just give us more time to do more research and do it even better next week and here's the thing i really appreciate this rebecca this really need to be done i think so too i really think we got some messages out and again like i said tomorrow if people are listening tomorrow sunday 12 o'clock uh, what did I old, say? Old town. Old, old town. old town. Old town. Be there. Be okay. there. And I then, will be there. And then, You'll be there, right? Elizabeth will be there. Jason. Tuesday, even if we just show up for an hour, if we show yeah, up in mass, mill around. The, the, the media will be and there. And remember, you're just shopping. That's right. right. And you know, I'm going to show up uh, open carry. So, so the thing is, is also, and so remember also. So if I get arrested, I'll probably have to reschedule my jobs I have scheduled for the next <laughs> And then on... It's constitutionally it is, um, the And then on Tuesday, Civic Center, 10 to 6. So, yeah. you know, it's what we can do for now. I'm Me, myself, Jamie, other people are working. We're working as hard as we can, you guys, mm-hmm. but we need your help. Go to NMSSA. You can ping me on Facebook uh, just under Derek or... Um, I think my big D YouTube channel is still up. I don't do any videos there, but it's another way to get through to me. Um, well, when we all pull together, it, that that APS bond that I talked about, we crushed that 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 vote. To be really honest with you, and that was conservatives, libertarians, independents, you know, disaffected Democrats, yes, all joining yes. together, saying no more of this complete and utter waste, yes. fraud, and abuse of our yes. taxpayer dollars. Amen. Um, and uh, Marianne said, "Great show, guys." And Sonia said, "Thank you." And uh, we appreciate you guys watching. Do us a favor, like and share this show on whatever platform you're watching on. We got a lot of people watching on Rumble, and follow our channel also, please. You know, especially on Rumble, follow our channel. And um, so, yeah. And so, show up if you're if you can. Show up at Old Town tomorrow at noon. Um, most of us will be there tomorrow. I'll be there. I'm going to be carrying. Darn it! It's my right, and I'm going to do it. Um, if they want to arrest me, I'm willing to be arrested. 
and I will I will go to court. We used to be able to carry in our capital, everybody. Yeah. Yeah. This is how bad this woman is, yeah. you know. Yeah. We are we are civilized, <laughs> rational people, and we can show everybody that that's who we are tomorrow at noon and then Tuesday. So let's go go out there and do that. Well, and 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 I just want to finish out with uh yeah, I I really want to thank everybody for watching, listening, and if you're watching again on the repeat, again, share, subscribe, and just, it's a, it's all about to get the message out. Get your friends involved. And, and look, you don't got to go there tomorrow. You can write a letter, an email, another email. You can send one once a week, once a day. But please, just get those letters out there. Get those phone calls out there. Get your mom, dad, and 10 other people calling and demanding that she be removed and this be taken care of. And we'll just take the show out with the stars, with the uh, national anthem. Perfect. Sorry the audio is so bad on that thing. Okay, catch you guys later. Have a fantastic day. Oh, my God.